boys and girls all over the world tune and dial in to the show where the host put what they hate most on a wheel and give a spin because it's movie night and the time is right to kick back and let go if you're in the mix and you like good flicks then you came to the wrong show it's the weekly watch wheel it's the weekly watch wheel with matt jimmy and shanley Hey everybody, welcome to the Weekly Watch Wheel, where we'll watch a movie. My name is Matt, and I'm one of the hosts here, and I'm here with my good friend Jimmy. Jimmy, how you doing today, man? Doing pretty good. Are you, are you wearing ski goggles? They're snowboard goggles. Oh, is that cooler? No. It's less cool? less cool snowboarding is not cool it seems cool no 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 snowboarding is for the weak and decrepit it's a it's a delicate person's sport are you a delicate person i am i'm fragile so i snowboard emotionally no physically i am strong emotionally you know that right 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 (laughs) you know that (laughs) who said otherwise (laughs) How are you doing today, man? I'm cool. Yeah? Um, you look cool in your goggles. <laughs> I was wearing these goggles because I feel like the Terminator. And I don't have any like big sunglasses that cover my eyes that I could get to easily. But I had these snow goggles, so I'm wearing these instead. Oh, you're wearing those in lieu of sunglasses. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to... F- I feel like a Terminator, and these kind of tint my vision like a reddish-orange, sort of like the Terminator vision. I thought that that's what you meant, like it gives you Terminator vision. Oh, that, but also just on the outward perspective. I'm sure... Don't I look exactly like Arnold Schwarzenegger now? It's the only reason I can't make that connection. I'm not wearing my glasses. Yes. Otherwise, I I might be like, oh, I, I get what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. How was your day today? Uh, oh, hold on. You were wearing glasses <laughs> under. I did not know you were wearing glasses <laughs> underneath your goggles. Yeah, I'm, I'm leveled up here. Wow. Are you wearing another pair of glasses beneath those? I'm wearing contacts underneath these. Nice. And then cat eye. contacts. <laughs> cat eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's gross. Yes. I like. Uh, I always liked the uh, big pupil ones, like the blackout ones. Oh, really? Like Wes from Limp Biscuit, you know? I don't. I don't care for that. You don't? No. I'm sorry. I like the white ones. Oh, really? Yeah. So you walk around like the Undertaker, but all of the time. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Going back in. Yeah. <laughs> Putting those goggles back on. Did you actually wear those on the slopes? Yeah. Yeah. What what sort of worlds has these goggles seen? We're talking Tahoe. We're talking Big Bear. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. That's wow. It's been all over from California. the from the <laughs> lower northern Californias to the upper southern Californias. Wow. I I always respect that about you. How well traveled you are. Yeah, I've seen it's different. Different types of Californians, you know. Mm. You get the, the 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 wealthy ones and the not as wealthy ones. 
where do the wealthy ones live? Which Tahoe or Big Bear has the wealthy ones? Uh, well, so the real wealthy ones go to Mammoth. Oh, uh, I've been to Mammoth. Mammoth is the most difficult one to get to. Uh-huh. And wealthy people love going somewhere that's difficult to get to. Now that you mention it, the time I went to Mammoth, I went with my, like, rich uncle. Oh, your Uncle Rich. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, I got a bone to pick with Big Bear. So Big bone? It's it's a moderate-sized bone. Okay. Shanley's here. Shanley, how are you doing today? Wait, you were talking about the Rich oh, Uncle oh, Rich. Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to you're gonna have to hold off for you this. You and Uncle Rich went to Mammoth. No, and you no, had no. A, bear to, a bear to pick with bone. Big bone. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm big boned. <laughs> you no. can't bear a big bone. Yeah, I'll sign off on that. <laughs> so my friend got married in Big Bear, okay? And the bride and groom were, like, taking photos together. And so all the groomsmen, our job was done. And so we're like, oh, yeah, let's let's drive out from the resort down to, like, I guess the downtown <laughs> of, of Big Bear. And we were walking over there. And I was like, I just want to see what kind of beef jerky this place has to offer. So I go into this store that s- sells only walking sticks and beef jerky. That's nice. it. It was really, yeah, it was very cool. And <laughs> I dropped like 80 bucks. I bought, uh, can you have a flight of beef jerky? I could. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I had a flight <laughs> of beef jerky, but it wasn't just beef jerky. It was like beef jerky, turkey jerky, bison jerky, gator jerky. It was delicious. Was there like elk? There was elk. elk yeah. Elk is good. It was very, all of it was good. I didn't think I'd like the gator jerky. I've had gator before. But I didn't think it'd be good in jerky form. I love gator meat. Mmm, their meat is delicious. Mm-hmm. So we go up to the room, and we're eating this beef jerky. And I say, "Hey guys, I have some DVDs in my car." I go down and I get X Two, the best X Men movie, and we're watching it, eating our beef jerky. We had some IBC root beer. We were having and a this is at, great at time. A wedding. Yeah, it's the day of the wedding, so we're we're getting nice and energized with a heavy beef jerky and root beer and watching X2, and then uh, we get the phone call that we got to go out to the church to do um, like all the, the ceremony stuff, whatever, and um, the groom was going to check into the groomsman's room like afterward. I think actually they were spending like the wedding night there, even though their honeymoon was going to be like in a different place, and so... I go, oh, shoot, Alex, I left X2 in the DVD player. Can you please get it for me? And he said, yeah, Matt, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't. And so uh, the moral of that story is F Big Bear. Mm. Right? It doesn't sound like Big Bear's fault. You know what it I've noticed about Big you? Bear. You bring DVDs to hotels and then other people take them. Yeah, your sister stole Biodome from she me. She did. So, Shanley, why do you hate Big Bear? I don't. We what? like Big Bear. Interesting. You have been a handful of times. I will say, uh, there was one time we went with Ariel, and we had just a real shit, shit day. Um, did we? We also... We went to this restaurant, and I feel like there was a long wait. We waited like for Ariel's an hour and a half. boyfriend owns a cabin. His family owns a cabin in Big Bear, oh. so they go there all the time. Like every weekend, the entire winter, they're up there. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, and they, they were Patagonia. Yes, they're Patagonia folk, Patagonians. <laughs> yes. Um, 
And so they love this diner that's like right down the street from there that's always crowded. Sells walking sticks. No. And pancakes. Only beef jerky and breakfast. Huh. (laughs) I would go to that place. Anyway, this is the beginning of a bad day? It sounds like a good day. So Ariel was hyping up this place has the the best macaroni and cheese. And so we were like, okay. Wait, what? Oh, so we're jumping to a different thing. The breakfast place had a long line. We went there. That part already happened. Okay. That's the best part of Big Bear. (laughs) Okay. So we were hyped up on going to this place that had the best mac and cheese, which is a glowing recommendation from Ariel. She knows how seriously. She loves macaroni and cheese. Yeah, we take cheese very seriously, so... Hearing that from Ariel, like, oh, this place is good. Hmm. We wait with, in line for this place for like an hour and a half. Okay. We finally get in, sit down. They don't have the mac and cheese. It got discontinued from the menu. They don't have it anymore. Whatever. Oh, and they weren't just out of it. It was gone. It was like gone. So we're heartbroken. But at this point, we were just waiting in line for an hour and a half. So we're hungry. We're kind of yeah. cranky. Yeah. And I just Hangry, if you will. We I were... learned about that from Popstar. Mm. Yeah, we were quite angry. Yes. But I feel like we just had like a real bad experience. Like everything that could have gone wrong did. We didn't like our food. It was cold. Yeah, we had, um, we had to like debate. We were like, dude, none of us want to send things back. But like, this is ridiculous. Like we need to send this back, right? Like every single one of us had something wrong with it. Like, my burger probably didn't have bacon on it, even though it's called the Bacon Western Burger or something like that. Jimmy's that's a Western Dinger. Bacon Burger. Yes. But they that that didn't come out right. There's, like, an appetizer that didn't come out at all. There Your, was like, our beer was flat. Oh, yeah, our beers were terrible. Yeah, It was just, like, everything was wrong, you know? Sounds like Big Bear's a horrible place. Well, I... It, we just had a terrible restaurant experience. We had complained to the manager, or we complained to our, our server, who kind of like laughed at, at us, or like it was just what? something. It was something extremely rude. And yeah, so the we, server like brushed us off. Yeah, so we complained to the manager and still got like, uh, oh, okay, whatever. It was just like, oh, this is the worst experience. We we're like yeah. angry. The manager was like, oh, well, I'll take back whatever food you are unhappy with, and we'll take that off your bill. And she's like, and you know what? And we won't even charge you. For the thing that didn't show up. And I was like, oh, that's so wow. kind of you. Like, you're not going to charge us for the food you is didn't give us? Is that because, like, Big Bear is, like, where, like, rich people are where that, like, that stuff doesn't matter or something? I mean, I would guess that it was, like, kind of like a hot weekend. Like, obviously, there was a huge crowd. I don't think they were hurting for our business, you know? But it was just a real bad experience. And I remember we all left, like, so angry that we, like, kind of, like... Wanting to cry, yeah, laughing I really, it off. I really wanted like, to cry. <laughs> I did. I remember being so upset. And Jimmy gets emotional about his bacon. I'm not emotional. Okay. <laughs> I was so upset about the mac and cheese. Screw them. It was just. It was a real bad experience. We so said we're angry, and we walked back to the cabin, and <laughs> it was all icy, and so we had to walk up this hill to get to Andrew's family's cabin. And we kept, like, we could not, for the life of us, get up this hill. We just kept sliding down, which was adding to our, <laughs> Wait, like, Wait, in the car? No, 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 we walked. While you were walking? That's the best. And so we were, like, angry, but, like, laughing, but also so angry. Like, this is just the worst day, like, 
everything that could have gone wrong did. And it was just like, it's like a fun memory now, but man, in the moment, it was like, this sucks. This is the worst time ever. And it did happen in Big Bear. It's a bad place. Don't go there. (laughs) But I actually don't remember this being a bad day. And I don't think it was. I think it's really funny that, number one, this is the most Shanley's ever talked on this show. (laughs) And number two, the point of her story is our whole day was so terrible. We went to a place that had really good mac and cheese, and they took it off the menu. And then other things were bad at the restaurant, too. But, like, this is one bad dining experience. Sounds. About Shanley's worst day of her life. (laughs) It's so funny. It's pretty good. Just like, well, yeah, one one bad dinner. This is the roughest day for you. It really was. <laughs> I get it, though. I do. Jimmy, you remember when uh, we had the worst service ever at a local KFC recently? It was pretty bad. It was terrible. We we went back three times, and I'm not going to uh, tell the whole story because it's we too long. Don't, I didn't even get KFC from there. or I, I might have, but I don't think I did. It's a KFC Taco Bell combo. Yeah. But... Um, we so, went you there know, because we were dining was, high. Yes. Right? We're classy. <laughs> we went there and it was on the way home and Matt's kids have never had KFC before. What? Um, yeah. I've deprived them. Well, I mean, we haven't really had KFC since like high school. I feel like I kind of fell off around the end of that summer school at San Mateo High School because I didn't okay. have to walk by there every day. I thought it was a weirdo because I never cared for KFC, but I know a lot of people did. So I thought I was just like a... A weird person for having that opinion. I haven't even realized that we haven't had KFC in, you know, forever. The only person I know who likes KFC is my dad. (laughs) (laughs) That fits. Yeah. And it's right next to the Jack in the Box. Dad loved KFC. You know who loved KFC? Your grandma. My grandma. Your grandma. My grandma. Okay. She was really into it. She was always like, do you guys want me to go pick up KFC right now? So I'll do it right now. No, I don't think so. She's like... I'll just get some just to be safe. In case whatever you guys are going to do doesn't work out, we still have KFC. You know what? The only time I really like KFC is when you're at a crappy, like, high school potluck function thing. Like like the football team potluck or, like, a music department potluck, something like that. And then somebody's just bought a few buckets of KFC. It's like, heck yes. That's the only time. Matt just wanted to bring up that he was on the football team again. I mean, I've got my own Varsity Blues, although I don't think I ever played Varsity. Don't exactly recall. Anyway, we went back like three times. I'm not going to go through the whole story, but I did want to bring up a, a very funny point. They said to us, we, we pulled up, uh, they give us a bag, and we're like, what is this? It, it was a bucket. And we're yep. like, we didn't order a bucket of chicken. Like, what is this? And then they go, oh, you know what? We gave you the wrong order. And I was like, okay. And they're like, And I was like, do we just can we just keep it because i mean it's in our car now they're like no we'll need it back so so they took the bucket back out of the car and it wasn't us. just like it was in our car it was like i opened it and was like looking into all we, the it containers. was like down put down on the floor like you know and it, and then so the manager she's like 17 years old she comes <laughs> up and she's like and this place had at least like 12 people working <laughs> Yeah. It was crazy. No that there's like 12, three 15 year window trying to figure this out this issue, this huge problem. There's no indoor people. It's only drive through, and there's like 15 people working. Yeah, they're not indoor people. Would you uh, say there's too many cooks in the kitchen? 
Wow. There was like one person cooking. <laughs> there was a bunch of people all just like standing. Too many by the clucks window. in the chicken. Oh no. Okay. And then so she tells us she was like, I undercharged you guys. She said the the total was supposed to be seventeen dollars and twenty cents, but because we made a mistake, I'll just charge you sixteen seventy five. Why are you downplaying it? What? The bill was like fifty five dollars and or thirty cents. The, the difference, the difference was something like that. I remember the, I remember sure. the specific dollar amount. I think she said we, you paid short of seventeen dollars and twenty cents. But don't worry, but because this was our fault, we'll charge you sixteen dollars and seventy five cents. And we're like, okay, like thank you. So I think I they just found like comparable <laughs> like items from our order and like canceled those. So, so that it weird. was like they canceled out like 50 cents more of like pricing than what they already sold us. So, so, so yeah, weird. so we saved 50 cents. Not on even the 45 order. cents. It was sure. the oddest thing. We saved 45 cents because they didn't want to figure out how to like do a return and then recharge us for our actual meal. The whole reason we decided to go to KFC is because we'd been out all day uh playing in the creek with my kids yeah we were and, like building a dam and hiking we were just like tired needed to go home and eat something and i was i was concerned that my kids wouldn't get into bed on time on a school night and so i was like ah if i go home and i and i make them food like maybe i will just grab them the drive through we were at that drive through for nearly an hour between yeah. like ordering and, and it's <laughs> across the street from mcdonald's which I they i think said they wanted yeah and we were right next to safeway which they said they wanted to get yeah. fried chicken from there it's like we could have gotten in and out of either of those so much faster than this ended up being sucked i just got really excited because you said we could in and out in yeah. and out I was like, what? There's an in and out here. There, there ain't. You probably could have drove to Oregon, <laughs> got in and out, and then gone back here. In the amount in of time. time. Yeah, I agree. We should go to in and out sometime. I think we should start talking about a movie. Because uh, we are <laughs> about Just you have to minutes. edit all this tonight, you'll be fine. I'm not going to edit this tonight. This is going out sometime <laughs> mid-tomorrow. Yeah, maybe even Tuesday. I've got a busy work day tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah, that's been food talk with the weekly watched. <laughs> How are group. you, Matt? I I'm doing pretty well. We we've been talking for 45 food. minutes. So we're just getting to how's Matt doing today. We like the kids and I have had a butt kicking uh, last few days. We we watched the labyrinth with them on Friday, which was mm. fun, and then we went to the Funko headquarters in oh, Everett, yeah. Washington, and that was way more fun than I expected it to be. We were we were there for like. I don't know. Two hours? Two hours? Yeah. My son is just staring at you, and it's adorable. It's because I'm charismatic. Charismatic. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Let's talk, let's talk movies, huh? Hell yeah. So I spun someone's parents' recommendation. I went to my mother-in-law, got some recs from her, and we decided, based on the results of the tiny wheel, to go with oh, the I Terminator. Oh, that. Yes. Tiny that was wheel. amazing. And I'm glad we got Tiny Wheel because it would have been fun to do an Indiana Jones. It would have been fun to do Iron Man. I forget what else we were looking at. Uh, Aliens. Yeah. That would have been, that's the one that I immediately, before even asking for a recommendation, that's what I expected. Yeah. But I'm excited to get into the Terminator. This was fun. I feel like I watched this movie when I was pretty young after seeing Judgment Judgment Day. Day. Okay. And it just did not live up to what judgment day was for me but i liked it more this time it was pretty interesting getting into it is like 
an adult and having more patience with it, I think. So, rundown of the movie. In the year 2029, Hmm. there's a a whole bunch of uh, skulls all over the ground everywhere you go. And there's... A lot of skulls. There's uh, laser guns and robots are at war with humans. And humans live in little uh, hummels under the ground. And... um, Are they... Just Super like a gen, specific. Just general Hummels. Oh, I was wondering if yeah. they were a specific kind. No, just just general run of the mill Hummel. Um, so um, run we of the are Hummel. but Hummel pirates. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, that's going on, and the the robots send back a new model called a Terminator that looks like a human and has like real human uh, tissue on it to look real and to trick people and stuff. So the leader of the human resistance, John Connor sends back one of his soldiers. Uh, what's the dude's name? Kyle Reese played by Michelle behind. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And he has to go back in time to protect John Connor's mother, Sarah Connor from being killed by the Terminator because without John Connor, uh, the resistance would possibly fail. Hmm. That was the movie we watched. That was quite well put, Jimmy. Thanks. It was concise. It was riveting. Yep. Hmm. Oh, and the year they go back to is 1984. The year of the hugest hair you ever want to see. Everybody's hair is Gigantic. So many she mullets. Yes. Mm-hmm. How the she mullet. It's a good look. Is it? No. How do women in the eighties get like a cowlick in the front of their hair? You, you know it's what I'm talking crazy. about? Yeah, like you it's know like, a, like a flare. Yeah, from so, the front. <laughs> they have like big I don't know, asterisk. It looks like a firework going off. Yes, of <laughs> thank you. But but there's like there is like a cowlick right there in the front. And I don't, it's not a Linda Hamilton thing. All of the women back then had it. Yeah. Shanley, is that something that Jimmy and I could do? I think you have to. You have a responsibility to find Thank a way you. to make it work. Yeah, I mean, that's all, all the uh, encouragement I need. Yep. That's there. <laughs> We're doing it. I am bald, though. Mm. In any case, uh, how, how do you want to begin this? Do you want to quarterback this, Jimmy? This is your movie. Um, I don't know, man. I want to keep it short and simple today. I think uh, I kind of want to just general, like, popcorn Pop- it up Pop- today. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon. That hummel. was good. We'll just have yeah. a general hummel about it. Good point. A good old-fashioned hummeling. Yep. <laughs> we'll eat our uh, hummel pie. So, so just recap here. Okay. I already covered my experience with this movie. Um, Shanley. Yes. This is from your mother. Boom. Roasted. How familiar are you with the Terminator franchise? With any aspects of it? I honestly feel like I, I feel like I've seen this one, the first one, mm-hmm. but I really only feel like I've seen and liked Judgment Day. And then I don't think I've seen any others, hmm. but I feel like I have seen Judgment Day multiple times. Right. I'm probably with my mom. My mom's like an action movie Jinky. fan. So 
I feel like I watched it with her. Cool. When you watched it uh, last night, slash, you, you had to do some more of it today, yeah? Yeah. Did anything come up as, like, familiar? Kind of. Like, I feel like when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's, like, stalking her in the club, kind of. Mm, yeah. yeah, that kind of seems familiar. Besides that, I feel like the whole movie just seems, like, dark and... It's like, yeah, I could have seen that. I could have not, like... Yeah. I also feel like all I could hear is my mom saying, I like Michael Bean. Like, I could hear <laughs> her in her voice saying that. And it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot my mom loves him slash this movie. Gotcha. After seeing Michael Bean in this movie, do, do you get it? I don't. Thank goodness that yeah. you went here, right? So I wanted to ask you what your experience was, but let's go with this Michael Bean yeah. thing first. Mr. Bean... <laughs> Uh, he looks crazy. Like he, he looks just, like he, he smells looks, bad. Well, that's because he steals the homeless guy's pants. But <laughs> how did that go down? Sorry. Let me say my thing. <laughs> okay. It's he has crazy eyes. Yeah, they're always wide open. He looks like a villain. Like he is meant to be the bad guy in movies. Uh huh. He doesn't do a terrible job in this, but anytime they show him like looking like panicked or like upset or whatever yeah i'm like oh this is the this is a a psychopath this is an evil person (laughs) that we're dealing with like he is not meant to be lovable or kind or noble he is a dark man dark man right yeah he's got an upside down mouth you know so it always looks like he's like angry i will say when he first lands in the year 1984 in the alleyway naked and he gets up and is walking away from the camera down the alley, his body was pretty dope, dude. Like, he's got it going on. It, awesome. If, if one of us was a lady and I was his man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he looks good, yeah, right? Yeah, no, like, I agree. I, I feel like, honestly, between... Him, who he's just, he's like very in shape, but like a regular dude. Yeah. Not like regular dude like me, but like a regular dude who's like in pretty good shape versus Arnold. I would way rather look like him. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger also very handsome, very in shape, impressive dude. But like this guy's body is pretty good, right? Yeah. I mean, he's Should I keep talking about how much I like this man's body? Yes, please. I I think (laughs) you need to get this out. His butt looks really good going down the alleyway. Like, I, I want to be on that thing, you know? Oh. Take a bite out of it. I winked. You guys can't tell. Cause <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not getting used to talking to Jimmy as Frozone yet. Okay. This, is, this is, like, a weird thing. No, don't take it off. Have we tried uh, glasses on, <laughs> goggles down? <laughs> no, put it back on. Just feels like there's still light coming from underneath the door. It's you got kind of a uh, blood sport thing going on. You huh? know when Michael Bean is telling Sarah Connor that he's in love with her, like the face he's doing is like really creepy. He's like, I know you can't hear this on the microphone, but like he's got like big eyes and he's like, I've been in love with you as long as I could remember. And she's like, Oh yeah, let's bang. I'm like, ah. yeah, if he wasn't in really good shape and they weren't putting like. 
romantic kind of tones in the background. <laughs> they were just playing. They were playing the Terminator theme song on the piano. They were. It was hilarious. Like okay. <laughs> Part of me wanted to try that. Like, can a human couple get down to the Terminator theme played on the piano? I could. <laughs> it was working for you in the moment while you're watching it? No. Actually, the sex scene in this was hilarious to me. But okay. Let's stay on Michael Bean for a moment. I need someone I know else you to want talk to stay about on Michael Bean. how much they want to be on him. Shamley, is he a butterface? Yes. And I got to do... What about his, his hair? Does he have good hair? I wasn't a fan of the hair. Yeah, he kind of has hair. splinter from the Ninja Turtles hair. It looks kind of like a like Zoolander hair a little bit. Yeah, it's a little Zoolanderish. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just couldn't get over. It. So like Jimmy, he said he had like a creepy vibe about him. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what you're supposed to originally think when he's like stalking her and that he's also coat. a villain. Yeah. But also, I feel like. That never went away from me. He kind of explains himself. <laughs> you were on he like does... the cop's side in the interrogation scene. <laughs> yeah. Finally, they caught this, creep, this absolute this guy's madman. Insane. Yeah. yeah. He's stalking this girl. Like, it's just, this is all bad news. I know it's supposed to be like romantic and like she's supposed to be into it. And I just couldn't understand why. This she is... doesn't have anybody. She's like striking out with all of her male prospects. She's going to movies by herself. She's. That's where Matt's like inferring a lot. He's been doing that this season. She she gets stood up on her date. Yeah, one guy stood stood her up, and you're just like, she's. Guys just don't like her at all. That's the sense that I got. And then she's like, all right, well, here's, here's a guy who's apparently been in love with my picture in the future. So. I mean, it feels like that's the mindset she's in, where it's just like, all sure. right, this is happening, I'll I guess. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Was, for me, I, th- I felt more sad. <laughs> for the both of them? It. I don't know. Maybe. No, sad for her. Oh, okay. She I'm, sa- I'm still creeped out by him. She says at the end of the movie that in the days that they knew each other, they loved a lifetime. Yeah, I actually wrote that down in my notes. Because she's recording a tape... To her son. In right? the day that they knew each other. I guess it was two days because they, they sleep under the bridge and then they. Oh, right. I forgot that. Well, no, because then the night. second night. So it's literally like two 24 nights. hours. Well, she said she's recording this tape to play f- for her son. And yeah. she said, in the few hours we had together, we loved a lifetime's worth. And my immediate thought was gross. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how long were they in that hotel room? Literally a night. Hmm. Not even, because the Terminator showed up before morning. Well, yeah. So the he must have been quick. Hey, I I don't think he's had a lot of, you know, lovers. He said it was like his only love her. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, I've never been inside someone before. Sexually. With my penis. In a vagina. I didn't. I yeah. I couldn't remember exactly what he said. It was, but that. yeah. That's my that's my quote. I didn't movie. realize he'd written it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say though, like as I think he can pull off the disgustingly dirty pants, a uh, weird eighty shirt, and a trench coat look. He did pull off he the did? pants. Kind of looks. He pulled good. off the pants from that homeless dude. <laughs> he just did. yanked them right off. Okay. Thank you for coming back. What yeah. happened there? 
What he went down there? Walks up. There's a drunk dude, and he's like, "It fizzing with my blizzard block." And he goes, "Did you see a real bright light?" And he said, "Shut up, bitch!" And he <laughs> took his pants. <laughs> Do you think he like punched that guy? No, he's not a violent guy. He just said, "Give me your pants." And the guy was like, "What?" But when the police see that guy, he's like laying down, and he's like, "He took my pants." Yeah, yeah. it's like silent in the alley, and then the cops are like, "What's going on here?" And then the okay, ho- but they guy. they look to their to their left, and there's a guy with serial killer eyes, shirtless, pulling on dirty pants. I feel like they gotta be like, okay, we gotta see what's happening. Why here. why were they after him in the first place? I don't think they were after him. I think they were driving around. There was like a commotion in the alleyway. Oh, I see. People okay. were probably like, oh, there was like a loud noise and some lights, and then they look, and there's a naked guy pulling <laughs> pants on. Okay. And then probably like a, a dirty foot hanging out, and they're just like, okay, he either murdered or raped somebody. Let's gotcha. Get over here. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And then they chase him through a department store that's in like every action movie. Were they jeans? No, they're like sweats or something. They're like gross. joggers? Yeah. I, yeah, I got jogger vibe. They looked good. Like, I wrote down multiple times in this. <laughs> Damn, this guy's outfit is sick. Like, with, he with is the trench pulling coat? it off. He steals in the in the department store, he steals a trench coat. Shoes, really with, cool. shoes with no and socks. And then, yeah, Nikes with, like, a, like a Velcro strap at the ankle. Like, yeah, a high, yeah. high top with a Velcro strap. And it, like, just meets with the pants, so they, like, come together right there. It was a clean look, dude did like his shoes except the one thing i have to point out is did you guys notice when he's running away from the cops in the alleyway there looks like there's like a shit stain in the ass crack of the dirty pants <laughs> yep you did? I didn't notice yeah. that it was like dark there was like a dark stain there yeah. it was like that is so gross yeah those pants looked really gross i wouldn't want to put those on I, i'd rather the walk naked he put those he put his bare dong in there ran around in it for 24 hours and then that was all up over his best friend's mom. <laughs> Didn't think of that. I would never do that to your mom. <laughs> Just out of respect. Likewise. Thank Thanks. you, man. I, I, I needed to hear that today. It's like I feel like <laughs> that has gone unsaid for a really long time, yeah. but it's good to like actually verbalize it and get it out. And, and that goes for all of our listeners. Don't die with words unsaid. Yep. Shanley struck by that <laughs> profound moment. <laughs> Shanley, if I came home with dirty homeless man sweats on and was like, make love to me, let's love a lifetime's worth right now. <laughs> would you? I just bought the Terminator soundtrack. Let's, you... <laughs> let's put this to good use. No, I just hired this pianist. <laughs> pianist. Yeah, I got you. Uh, it's the past tense. <laughs> Just time travel. Yes. Yeah. You down? Yeah, I would insist you shower. Yeah. How many times? <laughs> I would maybe push you outside to hose you down and then yeah, go inside to would. shower. But I I don't know. Those pants were... I forgot about how gross they were as the movie went on. But yeah, now that you mentioned that scene when he's walking away and the dark stain, it was... Yeah. Gross. I, I didn't notice that. I think, out of respect, he should have at least been like, can I take a quick shower? Yeah, so she gets to the hotel room, and she's like, 
I need a shower. And he's like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Never showered said, a day in my life. What's a shower? I know. <laughs> I live in a hole, in a, in a hummel in the future. <laughs> and I drive around in a in a Mad Max car yes. for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty gross, man. But he looked really good in that outfit. But the the shirt he was wearing was really weird. Like the undershirt, it was like, so you remember? He didn't in the, have a shirt. Uh, later on, he gets one. Oh, good for so, him. <laughs> yeah, he's coming. Where did up. he get a shirt? I don't know, but it, he's, he's wearing, wearing a shirt. Like you remember in the beginning of Wedding Singer, where there's that guy dancing, and every time they show him, he's got less clothes on. No. Really? In the opening credits? There's a guy. Yeah, where it like, cuts to like, words. Yeah. And then back to the So first party. he's dancing like this, and then he's like got like a full suit on, and then the suit's off, and it's just it's just a, like a button-down shirt with a tie. Does he have like a tie on his head at some point? At the very end, he does, yeah. Okay. So okay, I remember the, that. I didn't remember that being like a, a uh, thing. I've never watched out for that. That's funny. There is like an e- intermediate phase where he's wearing like this weird, loose-fitting... 80s muscle shirt where like nothing none of the end all the ends look like they're cut it looks like sleeves are cut off and it looks like the head hole was like mm. cut out of it that's basically what kyle reese is wearing okay it's pretty ugly but he made it work and sure. and with the the sawed off shotgun in his trench coat can we talk about a shotgun looks like you want to um if you want so let me make sure that i understand this well he Attaches a rope to the shotgun because he's removed the like like the shoulder butt of the shotgun, so like he can like stretch out the rope and have tension to where he can hold it steadily. Is that the idea? He did that so he could conceal it under his uh, jacket. Why? Why did he need a rope for it? Why does he tie it for stability? So so yeah, what I said. But I mean, it wasn't. He didn't do it to make it stable he did it so he can conceal it but then because he didn't have a way to like hold it yeah no that, steady, that's then what he did that yeah so i've always wondered that every time i've watched this movie and i finally sort of thought i understood it, and apparently i did I but guess I'm just a for clarity that's not what a sawed off shotgun is but so doesn't he, did he also saw, saw, saw down the barrel he did i don't think so no because it's still super long oh okay and i don't think he would want to like i don't think there's an advantage to that because the point I believe of a sawed-off shotgun is that it has a wider spray, you know, because okay. the um, the 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 shot mm-hmm. spreads as it leaves the barrel. Yeah, and so when it's uh, sawed off, then there's less like directional like velocity. It just kind of has more time to shoot out in every direction. It also looks way cooler. And you Cut can down. conceal it easier. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm not like a scientist. That's just what I believe is you sound the like point a scientist. of that. But yeah, he, he did leave it long. And I think that's like you would want it that way so that you have more. Because if he's doing slugs especially, Accuracy. it'll be faster. It actually maintains its velocity more on a longer barrel. Hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Did I say velocity? I meant viscosity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got it shoots out jelly rounds. Yes, the kind of the gun from Dark Knight, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the gun that he has where it shoots like tar. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is as good of a time as any to bring up when Arnold goes into uh, the gun store 
where he does his Jumanji scene. You know what I'm talking about? Where he buys all the guns, mm-hmm. like Van Pelt from Jumanji. Did you guys see who the clerk was? Yeah. Shanley, did you? I saw you get excited and then not want to say it. And I was like, damn. I mean, I feel like I, I remember watching that. I didn't recognize the guy. Really? Ooh. This is Matt's like favorite thing. Jimmy, do the honors. <clears throat> I'm going to say a clue because I want Shanley to get some joy of figuring it out. Okay. Okay. This is a, uh, a character... That could be the same character. <laughs> he totally um, could be. Yeah. He's he's an irresponsible representative of a business who is kind of shady seeming. Got like a kind of Italian-esque accent. We've watched a movie with this actor this season on the, the Weekly Watch. Wheel. On the wheel? Yeah. yeah. Can you think of anyone who we've even maybe speculated had kind of a shady past? I think we did, yeah. I think he survived getting <laughs> shot by Arnold and, started and then started working, working for, for a delivery <laughs> business. Small Soldiers. He's Joe from Small Soldiers. The guy who gives uh, Alan the And toys. that's why he's oh, distrustful of like okay. corporations because yeah, of Skynet. Like, the, yeah, these guys are going to... Dude... And that's like the technology that the Skynet was gonna be using. Intelligence. This yes. is a, they're a shared universe, bro. Hooray. This is crazy. Joe, that's hilarious. That's, so yeah, that was the same guy. Isn't that wild? Huh. Okay. I love running with the theory that Small Soldiers is the <laughs> chronological, the third Terminator film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Abernathy looks like he kind of modeled his look after. Oh, for uh, sure, uh, John. Uh, John. Yeah, yeah. Edward Furlong's John Connor. Uh-huh. Yeah, the yeah, swoopy definitely. hair. Uh, does he ride a dirt bike? No, he rides no. a bicycle. Um, Let's transition to start talking about Arnold. When he comes back in time, he does a superhero landing, right? Yeah, like so good. Versus Kyle Reese falls on his side. He like yeah, he, he lands like, like, like a wet I like fish he, falling out of existence. I feel like it looks like Arnold lands like he doesn't even really drop. He just appears like on the ground in that position. And mm-hmm. it's it's so boss. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh yeah, Kyle Reese comes out of the time portal like five feet in the air and sideways and then plops on the ground. Um so I loved the the entrance of Arnold Schwarzenegger, not only because he looked so dope, like he's just it's Jack. very cool villain entrance. Yeah, but also, do you guys remember what was happening when the movie first like starts in the modern day, and we like right before Arnold shows up? No, so we get like a, a bystander's perspective to kind of like guide us through this experience okay and that is in the form of a older man who's doing like nighttime garbage pickup he's a garbage truck guy and he's picking up a a garbage bin with his truck and he's like there's like some electrical stuff happening and he's like i gotta look it up what exactly he said (laughs) he says oh man what the hell um <laughs> what the hell um he says that then he gets out of his truck sees arnold standing there naked 
And he says, they, I think they use the same exact like ADR. <laughs> what the hell? And he <laughs> like right. runs away and like dips. And then Arnold looks over and sees the, the three punks. like punk kids. Yeah. And starts walking towards them. And I just feel like this is such a, to me, this feels like a real true representation of the differences between the way that white people and black people handle things is that this older black dude who definitely is like, he's lived a life. He's seen some stuff, sees a naked, super swole white dude pop out of nowhere. And is like this and just goes the other way. I'm like, hell yeah, obviously dude. And then you see these like three white kids in their like twenties or whatever. Yeah. And they're immediately just like actively choosing to engage with this guy. Yeah. They're just like naked, big, muscular dude. Like, yeah, we're going to make fun of you yeah. and like just walk towards you right now. And I was like, this is, this is, this is a cultural shift here. This is, this is where white people need to grow. It's like sometimes you just got to walk away. You know, you can't, you can't just. He can't engage, engage every naked every... Austrian man you yeah. see every night. It's like, yeah. That's just your foolishness. The arrogance of it. <laughs> it was Absolute so wild. Arrogance. Like, I would definitely never let some guy like that get that close to me. Hell no. If I look up and some guy just with a straight face, dong out, walking straight at me. Like, es- this. Especially no a guy that muscular. <laughs> like, if it was just a it was a skinny guy that I thought I could beat up. No. Still like, no. no. No, dude. This- <laughs> I'm not letting a naked dude on the street get that close to me. You got like 15 feet and then I'm like, dude, get nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> Let's not forget Tim Allen's wise words. His book was called Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man. And I've lived most of my life by that. Okay. Today you were cooking with your shirt off and I went to my bedroom. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. I just it's just an instinct. Yeah, okay. to take care of some business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too hot. <laughs> I was just trying to look like Michael Reese. Not Michael Reese. Uh, Michael Bean. Mr. Bean. I'm sure Kyle there's somebody Reese. named Michael Reese. He's like an insurance salesman. I, I <laughs> probably like... look a lot like him. <laughs> You're probably doing a better Michael Reese <laughs> impression. Uh, Arnold is massive in this. He's incredible. He, he looks like the... Uh, the bodybuilder toy from Toy Story. Hmm. Sure. And his hair is very good at the beginning. It's got, it's like, I hangy. wouldn't say very good. I like it, but it's not bad. I think a lot of legacy things have come from judgment day and not from the first Terminator. So I didn't remember that his hair looked like that when he landed. It's, it's wavy. It's parted. It looks good. I feel like it kind of looks like a little boy. He has like a little boy haircut. His little boy hair, right? Wouldn't you say that's fair? Like when it's like he's got like bangs. It's like almost bullish, but not quite. But it's like uh, he's got like a little like you know two inch kind of mop of hair. It's that was nice. Very eighties. Is it? You think so? I thought it was like more classic than that. I thought it. Was yeah. But I feel like it 1940s. looks youthful. It doesn't look like an adult haircut. Well, and and so when he jumps through the fire on the motorcycle, it gets singed off and becomes that weird, like spiky shape. And in, but it's more like a, it's, it's like a mullet. It's, it's like, like, yeah, it's but like a spiky mullet in Terminator two. His hair begins with that hairstyle. Well, similar to that. Not the same. It's better in Terminator two for sure. It's really bad. His it's hair, much better. his hair in the second half of this movie 
was hard to look at. Pretty much starting from when he like Wait. is doing surgery on himself. It's just like ugh. he's got just like that like slick back frizzy hair yeah. look. And then he also doesn't have eyebrows. Yeah, it's weird. And he uh, he he should have just let them shave off his eyebrows instead of putting whatever weird Play-Doh they put <laughs> over it. It was really shiny and gross. Yeah. It looked like wet Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did uh, you think of his look, Shanley? Um, when they put the prosthetics on him so that they could show the cyborgness underneath. It when he just... like cuts out his fake eye, yeah, and they first do that like reveal, and it's like very clearly not even a person. It's just like a, like a prop, like the thing in Men in Black. <laughs> he's holding a head. <laughs> yeah. It just looks to me like he's wearing like a Halloween mask, you know, those rubbery. You think so? Yeah, it looks yeah. like the huh. the thing that um, Mrs. Doubtfire drops from her window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That gets run over. Yeah. yeah. But even worse than that. That looks way better. That's interesting. I, I thought it looked really good. So I had a quest to like buy like all the entirety of franchises on DVDs when I was building up my DVD collection. And when I finally got the first Terminator, I was like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to watch this. And that's where my disdain for this movie began. Because I watched the first Terminator. And I was like, this is terrible. The... Uh, Effects are awful. The stop motion is terrible. The prosthetics, the the animatronics are awful. And um, I don't think I'd really watched it since. And so I think maybe because I thought so much the opposite way before that when I watched this last night, I'm like, this is killer. This looks yeah. great. So I didn't think that it looked like Halloween masks. I thought it looked pretty damn good. I think it looked pretty bad. I mean, it was pretty clearly not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like they show him and you could tell you're looking at him. And then they like cut to like him looking in the mirror, and it's like, oh, that's no longer a human being that we're looking at. That's not a person. Yeah, I think when they show him doing like surgery on his arm, I feel that like I was impressed good. by how good that looked. But oh, anything okay. with the face was just too fake looking. And it was better once he had the glasses back on. I mean, like, because then he's got glasses on. But they they even showed shortly after that. There's a shot where he's indoors. It's the Albi Box scene. Yeah. And um, he, like, the angle they have, you can see slightly through his sunglasses. And you can see both of his human eyeballs, which one of them is supposed to be cut out and, like, a red mm. dot now. So I thought that was funny. Terrible. I did think it was odd, though, that they decided to do that procedure scene where he's cutting his eyeball out in such a bright shot. Because he's... He's whatever in this apartment. I don't get what the arrangement is there. Did he did he lease an apartment? I think <laughs> like, he just broke into an apartment. Okay, but no one's ever there, I guess? He's only there for like a couple hours. Really? It feels like he's there for a number of days. No. no. He okay. broke in, cut his, uh, fixed his arm, cut his eye out. Okay. Well, in then... any case, the majority of the time he's in that apartment, it's super dark. If they would have done that cut out the eye scene in that kind of lighting it would have looked a lot better i think they got overconfident i mean i think they spent a lot of money on trying to make that like happen so they wanted to show it they were like we don't want to spend all this money and then barely draw attention to it Mm -hmm. at the time they were probably pretty impressed with it you know 
I mean, right now, just thinking about the prospect of making a an animatronic like that that functions and moves, that's very impressive. It it didn't look very real, but it is an impressive feat. Yes, his feet were nice. I didn't. Um, not really my thing, but that's cool. Don't kink shame. We don't kink don't shame. Don't do anything. that. What did you think of his original outfit? The non-leather jacket that he's wearing. It was all right. No, it didn't work for you? Not anywhere near what Kyle Reese's hobo pants outfit did. Kyle Reese just looked fucking cool. As soon as he like left the department store... And like, and he, also before the, when he was naked, he the, were also yes, I liked his bare bottom. <laughs> and then when he's like, as soon as he velcroed the top of his Nikes, I was like, damn, that's a dope look, dude. Like the okay. first thing I wrote down after that was, back when I was skinny, I'm pissed I didn't try to do that look. Hmm. Like a 19, 20 year old me, just walking around with bare chest, a trench coat, homeless pants. And Nikes, like that's a look. That's dope. I think you could still do it. You should try. There's nothing as cool as wearing sweatpants when you're in good shape. Like an in shape person wearing sweatpants is dope. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we wear them because, or I wear them. I love sweatpants, but just because it depresses me putting on anything that's got like a firm waistline. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know the last time I've wore like real pants. But it's not going to be any time in my future. <laughs> it's not happening. Maybe we should all go get some hobo pants. Oh, I think you're going to say we should go get some ho-hos. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I am Let's down. double down on <laughs> this discussion. Yes. I think I think Arnold's doing one hell of a job acting in this movie. And, I, and that sounds sarcastic. I don't mean it at all. Because like, I know he's not doing anything. But that's the that's the role and I think he's really selling it. He seems very inhuman and robotic. I, I loved his performance in this. Um, he did really cool performancings. <laughs> he did really cool performancings. Yeah. Okay, I get what you mean. Uh-huh. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I feel like it's pretty easy to act like a robot. I don't know. He doesn't even look like he's breathing. Do you think that his hair stands out because it's like kind of fun and useful and playful and then just match with his stoic face? And like that's, that's why the design department did that? Or just like why his hair is memorable? Maybe. I well, think I'm going to go with no. <laughs> okay. I think the idea of him like just falling apart from the beginning of the movie to the end until he's just a metallic torso think that that's what they're going for because the thing that i missed the most was his hair in the beginning mm-hmm. i liked that hair it was kind I mean, of a hans from the southern isles hair this really doesn't look that bad when he goes to the police station it's him in the like wide collar leather jacket and the sunglasses it's a pretty badass look watching this movie i understand how this became so iconic because this this existed six years before judgment day I don't know if that felt long back then, but that's that's pretty long now for between sequels. Yeah. So I don't I don't like that I often come into this with a, a cockiness of being like, oh, I am so much more smarter than all the people 
that make all these movies and like I figured out how they should have done things or whatever or okay. I found logic holes like there's logic holes in everything when you're creating a, a fictional world and that's fine but it is still fun to make fun of it so I just want to so make clear see. I'm not trying to say I'm better than James Cameron that's up for the audience to decide um, and ultimately James Cameron himself you know it's not up to him he's <laughs> had his chance but why did the Terminator have an Austrian accent? Me, it sounds tough. Maybe that's why. If or the maybe... purpose of a um, Terminator is to blend in, is to blend in, <laughs> that's what they do it for, so that they could sneak into human spaces and yeah. then attack from within. You really don't want them to be number one, incredibly intimidating by being like two hundred and eighty pounds yeah. of solid muscle, and then also very identifiable as like wait a minute does anyone know a guy with an austrian accent who's six five and 300 pounds like it's pretty uh hard to fit in like that that's a very good point i i i don't care arnold does a great job and it's a very fun movie and a sequel that's great but it is a thing that makes it a little harder to embrace the world building have you ever seen the deleted scene from the third movie that I've never seen that? anything from the third movie? Oh, the third one's bad. I, I do like his leather jacket in it, though. It's a pretty cool leather jacket. So there's this scene uh, where it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's like, his name is like General Candy or something. And he's a human being. And he's the person after whom they modeled the t-800 which doesn't make sense because skynet shouldn't have made the the flesh covered terminators until later until during the war right anyway so in the movie it's he's got like a really they even say in this movie that the terminators were made like way later way later like they had infiltrators and something else like a few other different like lines of like robot soldiers so before they created the terminators yeah so uh, there's multiple reasons they deleted this one from the third this scene from the third movie but so the man candy is talking and he's got like man candy is talking (laughs) yeah he's a real man candy (laughs) i'll say he's talking um and he's got this thick like colonel sanders foghorn leghorn voice and he's like it's me <laughs> and and so somebody who works at skynet's skynet's like can we do something about the voice and then like this uh this like executive takes off his glasses and goes we can fix it and he's got arnold's voice <laughs> so that uh i don't think that that's canon because it was deleted and it's a really bad scene but it's <laughs> worth watching if you've never seen that scene it's worth watching it's freaking weird okay are you going to pull it up right now? No, not at all. Okay. But that's hilarious. It's stupid. So I'm guessing James Cameron wasn't uh, involved in that at all. The third one is is almost like a like a parody of the franchise. Nice. It's it's odd. It's like they take all the tropes, the iconic tropes from the movie, and they like turn them on their heads in like a slapstick sort of way. It's bad. I really enjoyed, however, the other Terminator that they show in... Kyle Reese's flashback, who's just another yeah, random buff like guy. Yeah, like a different dude. Yeah. Oh my! They should totally bring that guy back in whatever Terminator that they because they you know they've been modeling after a young Arnold. They did it in Genesis. They did it in Salvation. They did it in Dark Fate as well. And 
that would be a deep cut and a good one if they modeled after that other rando. He kind of looked like Stallone a little bit. It's hilarious to me that you've seen like all of these movies. I've never seen Genesis. Isn't that the third one? Rise of the Machines is the third one. Uh, do you wish that you... You're a Filipino, so you might be. Thank you. But do you wish that you were as hairless as Arnold Schwarzenegger? It's never crossed my mind. He's incredibly hairless. Is that real? I mean, I'm sure he's like waxed. Like that's like a bodybuilder thing. Right. But it was impressive. He looks so incredibly hairless. Like you want that? I would love to. Shanley. Mm Mm-hmm. See. (laughs) Hairless where? Everywhere. Arnold had no hair on his body except for his head. Yeah. Is that cool? Mm, I think it depends on the person, but I think he was pulling off the hairless. What about look. could Jimmy go hairless? No. If I was in really good shape, could I? Maybe. Yeah. It's a thing where when you're out of shape, it uh-huh. adds manliness. When you're in shape, you can do that because the manliness is still there without the hairy body. But Henry Cavill in in Man of Steel, he's like he's got like a hairy chest, and it's like, ah. Oh no, hair and muscles both imply manliness. Okay, so we're like halfway to Henry Cavill. Yes. Okay. We're just missing that other part. But it would be <laughs> nice to be part. hairless. I just can't afford to be hairless because then I just look like a fat little boy. <laughs> okay (laughs) which is fine to all our fat little boy listeners we love you yeah we have them by the bundle okay matt has little boys by the bundle i do not (laughs) okay sorry i just know too many conspiracy theorists out there that are like celebrities are always dropping hints that they're into like eating children and stuff like that. And so I want to make it clear. We're not celebrities. (laughs) We we are in fact celebrities. We're, this is the weekly watch wheel. We're big. We're all, we're in Eritrea. We're in uh, uh, India. India. We have listeners in India. That's what I was looking for. We're in Russia. (laughs) We're everywhere. Yeah, we are. Airware. They're they're at war right now, and they're listening to us. It's a disturbing thought. It's they got to do something to keep morale up, which we don't support. By the way, we're not taking sides with Russia here. But if that's what they choose to do, I mean, we can't stop them. <laughs> I'm picturing this scene from Independence Day where it's showing the people all around the world listening to their uh, Morse code from the Americans. Yeah. And then it's just all the same dialogue. It's yes. Like, it's the Americans, but it's, we'll watch a movie. <laughs> it's about bloody time. Yep. <laughs> Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor. She has the coolest style in her intro character. And then, yeah. you know the outfit I'm talking about? She's mm-hmm. like got like this green... I don't even know what it is. It's almost like a pantsuit, but it's not that. And she's like riding this like bright yellow Vespa. Yeah, she looks so bad. So cool. Like I was like, all right. Like I, I am into this. And then she wears like this um sort of like a sundress for like the rest of the movie. It's not ugly or anything, but I, I was like really is into she her style. pants. Is she? Shanley. Wake up. I don't know if you're wake up. 
When she's in the tunnel of love, she's not wearing pants? Indubitably. I don't know. I assume she's wearing pants. So I thought when she went to the club... The Bottles full of bub? Yep. I thought she was wearing pants. Maybe. Whatever. Because she, she goes to work, and she's wearing like an old-timey, poofy like waitress dress. Oh, and everybody hates her at that diner? Yeah. Yeah. There's little um, kids putting sherbet in her I pocket. Know. I thought she had pants on. Maybe she does, but I'm just saying her outfit in the beginning of the movie like really got got me like like oh man she's gonna be cool through the whole movie but it, then like her her fashion took a dip for me i wasn't mm-hmm. into her style well i think they didn't want her to look too badass for the rest of the movie because they want it to be like oh this girl is like not a badass soldier like who's gonna train the savior of the world she's a, like a regular person so i think they they give us a hint of it like that she has the potential to be that cool and tough and whatever and then they fade out of that. Gotcha. So if she just looked like ready for action the whole movie, then it wouldn't be that impressive see, yeah. that she like accepts her new fate to be the the mother of our last hope. There is no fate except for that which we make it or something. See. <laughs> she kills the Terminator. She does it. She sure That's awesome. do. Boy, she got an assist, but because his bottom half was blown off, and his arm or his hand. What was wrong? Oh, he his has hand. he has one hand and a torso. and then one like nub, like a, oh. like a so he's like clawing, like this, and then yeah, he's just like rib cage up. Okay. Did you tell him to take the strong hand? <laughs> yes, I think she did too. <laughs> <laughs> she had to. She's good in this. I like her in this. She's cool. I didn't She's, think she, I would. She didn't. There's one scene where she doesn't really nail it for me, I think. I wonder if it's the same one as mine. You go first. There is like one line. She's like upset about everything and she's like freaking out and she's hearing about the future and all this stuff. And she's like, I didn't ask for this. I don't want it. <laughs> Um, is that when they're in the tunnel? Yeah, and yeah. she like yells okay. it, and it's like it feels like she didn't get the emotion that like they're going for there. I feel like she's she sounds she's angry, volume. and it doesn't sound like the way it should. I feel like she's not conveying scared or like you know like up like disbelief or anything. It's just like she's just yelling. Gotcha. Okay, no, that's different from mine. I, I do know that part, and I do agree. It was cheesy. This whole movie is 80s cheesy. Uh, sure. But but there are parts like that that kind of rise up beneath. I was going to say rise above, but rise beneath that standard cheesy level and get mm. a little bit worse. For me, the line that I don't think she nails is kind of when she's starting to turn into this like really rough... Like, like she get-up soldier. The get-up soldier line. I... I didn't cut it for me. It felt like forced, contrived. She could say that exact same delivery and that line in the second movie and it would fit great. But I yeah. think it was just too much of a leap in this one. Because when she does the you're terminated line, like the big tough action line, mm-hmm. that actually did land for me. Mm-hmm. But at the get of soldier thing, I thought it was pretty eye rolly. Shanley, what did you think about Sarah Connor? 
so I feel like I didn't didn't really remember her in this movie. And because I remembered Judgment Day more clearly, I was glad to see her be a different character. Right. And to see, like, be able to contrast her toughness and, like, see how she, what she experiences in this movie, how that hardens her and, like, makes her, turns her into the badass that she is in the next one. She's mm-hmm. so great in the second one, isn't she? She's so great. Everyone's so great. I love the second one. Matt Mike, is uh, Mikey Beans is also in that one. Remember, he's got he? a dream sequence. I don't remember. Hmm. Jimmy was going to insult me first. Matt second. is criticizing her her hair and her clothes and her appearance, and saying that that means that she has less value. Do you agree with that? I did. Do you not agree say with that. Matt's take there? Or do you do think you that, agree that? Do Matt, you think when that Matt this, said she should have talked less and smiled more? Do you think that this woman? has value beyond her appearance. Uh, yes, I do. Wow. Huh. Defend, Interesting. Defend your position. <laughs> hmm. uh, to be clear, that is not the way I feel. <laughs> and I thought she was great in this. Uh, I just didn't like that one line. I feel like there were certain lines that were like awkwardly delivered. And I don't know if it's because of her acting hmm. skills or if it was just like, Again, comparing her character as being a not as confident badass. Mm. I really yeah. like that she is unconvinced when she's in the police station. She's already been through a few incidents with the Terminator and has had like Kyle Reese kind of prove his commitment to protecting her. But she still is like, okay, so this guy's crazy, right? It's pretty common for women to just be portrayed as, like, incapable of coming to their own conclusions and just, like, being told by whichever character, whichever male character, this is what's happening. And then just, okay, and, like, going with it. I like that she's with this guy, and she's, like, being cool with him, but she did try to, like, leave. And then when she's there, she's, like, watching it and trying to come up with, like, okay, do I believe what he's saying? Or, like, and talking through, like... I feel like it would be easy for us to just in in a lot of movies to just be like she believes him because he protected her and so she's just loyal to the person who's defending her. Yeah, um, and I like that she's still like, all right, this guy is protecting me, but he could be also a crazy person. Like, right? Because she asks Doctor Silverman, she says, "So is is Kyle crazy or is yeah. Reese crazy?" Yeah, yeah. That, no, that's a good point. I, I like that she. It made me feel like, especially considering the time period this is in. It's a pretty big jump for a character to be just like piecing things together on her own. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that should be acknowledged. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, and I guess she really is the hero of this movie because she's the one who kills the Terminator. Mm-hmm. It is it it is a group project. Like you said, Kyle jams a, an explosive into his rib cage. But she has this character arc where who she is in the, at the end of this movie is a step closer to the person that we're told that she eventually becomes. Yeah. But she did nickel and dime uh, a kid who's being abused in his home. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't think that was very cool. That was pretty upsetting. <laughs> this is the final shot of the movie, right? Yeah. Do you want to set the tone? I feel like it's, no, your, no, it's, you... it's your story to tell. Because it's in Mexico. <laughs> yes. No, no, you please. Go I ahead. thought it was in Nevada. Was it? 
they don't say, but no say. Um, <laughs> but ahead. she's in a desert with cacti, and I believe and they go to this. There is it one single tumbleweed, yeah. <laughs> and they go to this gas station in Terminator Two. It's the same one. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. Because I remember seeing it and just being like, oh my God, like, I remember that. That's crazy. But yeah, she pulls up, she's getting gas, she's pregnant, which, how much time has it been? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Shanley, how pregnant did she look? Mm. Five months, six months? Maybe six There's yeah. like a little bump. It's not like anything crazy. It's not she super crazy. I mean, it's more of her mannerisms. Like, she just. Very much highlights it with her, her hand placement. Yeah. Mm. I'd say probably like five to six months at least because like I feel like usually you can't tell right away. She definitely has a bump. Okay. How far along were you when you started recording cassette tapes for Sean? Uh, day one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess it's, it's probably different for every pregnancy. Yeah. I, I mean, I just know. In the future, I'm going to be someone real important, so I need to catalog all these thoughts. Have them on hand. So I've gone back and forth on this, but what we were getting at with this is that she goes, she's in Mexico, maybe, or in a desert in the southern United States, possibly. Okay. She pulls up to a gas station. She's getting gas, and then a little boy walks up, takes a Polaroid photo of her, and then is like, hey... You need to buy this picture of yourself from me for $5 or my dad's going to beat me. Is that what he says? He says or his dad will hit him. But but yeah, when it's translated back to her, it's beat. Yeah. Yeah. And so she is like, oh, nice hustle, kid. I'll give you $4. And he takes it because he's poor and lives in the desert. But he might still get hit for that if he's not lying. She kind of is like... You're a liar, but I'll still give you $4 for it, which is a weird and maybe racist assumption that she's making. (laughs) Um, It's a dollar, Sarah. Come on. And you know that this picture is very important. But a dollar in the 80s was like $5 now. (laughs) Oh, okay. As the designated Mexican kid in your life, you've definitely given me $5. That's fair. But you've earned it the hard way. Um, (laughs) Don't say things like that. (laughs) But um, (laughs) so I've gone back and forth on this and I need you guys to help me come up with a conclusion here. Okay. So on the one hand, feels kind of racist that she's like this Mexican kid's trying to hustle me by lying about his dad beating him. So I'll give him money. Right. On the other, is it also racist to be like, oh, obviously like this kid's Mexican. So his dad probably does beat him if he doesn't have money. Um. I don't think you ha- I don't think that that's where you have to go on the other hand. I think the other hand is on the other hand this kid told me this. It's his words. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> um and then back to the other side, she is like on the run or whatever and she's got the weight of this like I'm the only person who knows that my son is the most important human being that will like live in the next 50 years. Yeah. And so like this kid's probably going to be dead in the near future based on what she knows of the future. Right. And it's kind of like, why am I going to give away resources to anyone else 
when like all that really matters to resources oh shit that's why that's why you know what happened that one nothing absolutely nothing (laughs) happened um but it was just so intelligent that it it was was, like transcendent above us you wouldn't understand um but, Matt's words, not his. <laughs> so I kind of feel like she shouldn't be giving anyone money, and she's just giving in to her like feminine kindness here. Oh, um, uh, because it's too emotional. Yeah, it's too emotional. You know, she can't think with her brain. Mm. Um, but I, I feel like maybe she's just like, dude, I really shouldn't be giving you money, but whatever, I'll do it. But like, I gotta keep this baby alive. I shouldn't be spending money on pictures of myself. I think it was just a jerk move. Give the kid five bucks. He's a kid, and it you know. It, so you think that the end of this movie, the the message is that she's still a bitch. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Didn't say that either. <laughs> Matt thinks she's been a bitch the whole time, <laughs> and she still is. Also, Matt's message: give Mexicans more money. Yes. 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 See, you're agreeing with both messages. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that didn't exactly set me up for a, for a good response. Well, good job, Matt. I think we've all gotten your point from today's podcast. Um, Women I like bad, this Mexicans good. Yes, that's it. You've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> anything else stand out to you guys? I want to highlight the visual worlds that they built in all of these flash forwards to the future. Love it. Yeah. I think it's so good. Some of this is superimposed, especially like the the flying drones Mm -hmm. or whatever. But it's it's mostly just like practical props and real human skulls being trampled by these bulldozers. It's it looks great. It does have a little bit of a feeling of like it. It feels like it's inside of a Qzar. It, it, it totally it did. doesn't feel like it's outside, but I, it looks great. Uh-huh. Like I think it's awesome. Shame I it. had questions about the human skulls. So there are quite a few of them, and they're always present right. as like a top layer of this wasteland. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> has layer. it been so long that? That is all that remains, or how it's remains. the rest. Mm. So what Sorry. happened, Shanley, is that <laughs> the lasers, the vaporized? Skynet, they they launched like all of the world's nukes at each other, and so it was like it destroyed almost all of humanity, and so there's like dead bodies of all seven billion people on Earth are just kind of scattered around everywhere. And so that's why there's just, it's still excessive, but that's why there's just like. Especially because they're all gathered in one place, right? Well, there's a lot of people in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. And mostly people are just like laying on top of each other (laughs) in piles. Leaning head first. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, It felt like the future hellscape of Los Angeles in the year 2029 was really influential on like the Wachowskis for what the future looks like in the matrix trilogy. Oh, I think so. Huh? Huh. Did, did you not feel like that? I feel like the tones, I feel like the flying machines with lights. I feel like a lot of machines. I could see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they obviously didn't have like the skulls and stuff everywhere, but yeah, I feel like a lot of it 
was like, this seems like kind of a, a similar vision of the future for what they were like. That's what we'll make our post nuclear fallout like world look like. The, there has to be influence on the Matrix from this. Yeah. The, the Matrix is, is just the cyberpunk version it of, really is, yeah. of Terminator. And yeah. like a digital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Neo's kind written. of the John Connor. Yeah. Yeah, and Morpheus the, is the Sarah Connor. <laughs> yep. And Switch is Kyle Reese because they have the same hair? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, there, there was a woman who said that uh, she tried, she wanted to sue the Wachowskis and James Cameron because she said that both of them were plagiarized uh, versions of a of a story that she'd written. But I don't know if that's ever really been verified. Mm-hmm. I think she was paid off, but that, you know, that doesn't really necessarily mean anything. Yeah. I'm going to go to my notes. I really liked the club that they went to also. So it's like, um, like Techno Noir. Tech Noir. Is this like weird nightclub that they go to, and I don't I don't know what 1984 was like, but if this is what clubs were like in Los Angeles in in the 80s, like everyone is dressed like they just spend their whole day like hanging out in an alleyway, like everyone's got like a lot of denim, a lot of like cutoffs. No one looks really nice or like they put effort into their appearance. It was a pretty crazy club, right? Like, was that weird to you? I didn't notice, but that if that's what clubs were like, would you be into them? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like it was kind of weird. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. I am way more likely to go out in like more comfy clothes. <laughs> Everybody's in it pajamas. was like um, it was and like holding a blanket. Yeah, that would be this fun. Is, so in my twenties, I spent a lot of times drinking at different the pajama places. jam. Go on. Club culture is like dressing nice. It's it's new clothes. It's everything's clean. Everything's fresh. You're like button ups, right? And, right. And yeah. bright whites and like everything looks good. And all girls are wearing like heels and nice stuff. And like everyone has their hair done and their makeup done and everything's like fresh lineups on your hair. And it's that's like what you expect at a club. And okay. then a dive bar which I'm much more comfortable in. It's full of people like me where it's like casual clothes. You kind of wear whatever people are wearing, what they wore to work that day. And it's like, no one's really expecting you to like put effort into your appearance there. That's what the vibe was at this club, but it was not like, but it was like definitely fully a dance club, like a big party pop and dance club. This is a Venn diagram place, but everyone was dressed like they were not at all trying to look good. It's weird. Can I, I share something that bothered me about this? Yes. So she runs into this club to use the payphone. Yes. And then she has to pay cover to get into the club. I which thought I'm it was like, a reasonable cover charge, though. But she's but not going to hang out. She's going to call the cops. Also, it's four dollars and fifty cents, and at a time when you have to carry cash around at all times. I think it's real rude to, like, you know, expect people to carry change around. I think you give them a five and they give you 50 cents. Buddy. That That's what and she that's did. And that's how she can use a payphone. I oh, mean, it makes yeah. sense, but it's also just, like, really? 450? Like, <sighs> You know what I noticed? She didn't nickel and dime that lady. 
Yeah, she knows I'll give you a nice hustle. Here's three dollars. That's why I think that it's about that she's not just thinking about herself. Like she's willing to give if it's just about her. (laughs) Okay. I'm super cheap and I would never go like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna give you money to go use your payphone. Do businesses get the money from their payphones? They get some money from it. So like the it's like a vending machine. It's like yeah. the payphone company is like, let us put some payphones up in here and we'll split the money with you like 10% to you and 40 to us mm-hmm. and then 50 yeah. to the bank yeah, or something. I realized that that wasn't 100%, so I just <laughs> threw in another person. <laughs> I wouldn't even have noticed. I'm terrible at math. <laughs> I was thinking 50 cents and I was like 10 cents to you and 40 to us, but I said percent. So I was like, Mm. I got to cover for that. Um, (laughs) So anyways, I thought that was annoying and I would just be like, dude, I'm, can you call the cops? Like, I don't need to use your pay phones. Actually. I don't want to give you any of my money. Call the police. Thanks. Yeah. She could have easily just said, I think I'm being followed. Yeah. Yeah, A man is trying to attack me. Also, I don't know if you've heard it's all over the news. My name is also Sarah Connor. I'm going to be killed. Start over explaining, dude, you're a white girl. People want to help you. (laughs) (laughs) I, what really bothered me about that scene is that their payphone was on the dance floor. That was hilarious. Really loud. She says like, it's in the back of the club and it was in the center of the club. It's a pillar yep. in the middle of the dance floor, <laughs> and the payphone's attached to it. Very weird. Yeah, that was great. But Ginger could hear her just fine, or or it was just the machine, wasn't it? Yeah, Ginger didn't hear her because she had headphones on the whole time. Which she oh my god, a weird. Let's get to huh? that. Can we compare and contrast these two <laughs> sex scenes? Because there are two sex scenes in this movie, and I would love to talk about them. Shanley, okay. you win. Yep. Okay, so. <laughs> The first sex scene that we see in the movie is Matt and Ginger. Matt and Ginger. Which were Jimmy's is, and my radio that's, names. Yeah, that's our spinoff <laughs> podcast. It's going to be called Matt and Ginger. That's uh, cute, guys. But, um, and ironically, in this, Ginger had headphones on and Matt didn't. Yeah. Because when we record this podcast, we don't. And um, also, as we're walking through we the apartment... That. I'm yes. always have my headphones on and you're talking to me. That is true. Here. Yes. Um, mm. Oh my God. We got to get into ginger a whole bunch, but Matt just like Matt ginger. did. Yes. <laughs> so sex scenes first, then back to just talking about ginger if we can. Okay. Um, so this is Sarah's roommate. She's got this guy that she's seeing. Who's a real weirdo. He Sarah is. goes out and she has Matt over and he's doing her on top. He has her like tank top raised up like they're missionary. He's got her tank top lifted over his head, like around his neck. So it's like both of their heads are out of the head hole of it. (laughs) But it's like not over their bodies. It's just like on their shoulders. So it's like their necks are in the same neck hole of a pulled up shirt. And then she has a headband and earphones on for like a Walkman. And she's like bobbing her head to like whatever music Wham, she's listening to weird well this guy's just like going at it on top of her um does that, he put the headphones on her no because she's always got her headphones on she had no, it no, on no, when he called it, earlier there, there's a transition where they're banging and then oh she's wearing the headphones he pushes play on it mm. that or yeah play or next or something 
He definitely messes with Pretty rude. I don't think there was a next button on Walkman, but Hmm. yeah, I think it was probably play. Yeah. And then she's got this kind of full body, like, head bobbing thing that she does. It kind of works. I think it looks fun. My God, she's she's having a ball. I, I wish I ever... Have that much fun in during the sex or in life? Just in life. I okay. mean, whether she's... I wasn't sure if you were saying in the sex scene she's got a full body head bob. I was like, that's that's, she, that's the sex, man. <laughs> no, but she she also does it when the music starts playing during sure. the sex scene. Yeah, hmm. I mean, it's a close up shot of her face. Yeah, but so I don't know how just, you know that her whole body's doing that. But that's fine. because of the way that they show her in the other scenes when, like, she's when they're okay. getting dressed for the night out, and then when she's making the weirdest post-sex food. We'll talk. Ever. Wait, 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 wait. We'll talk about her later. <laughs> okay. Not now. But so this sex scene, I thought, okay, this is super weird. Yeah. Um. And then we go to the hotel room where Sarah and. Kyle Reese is much later in the movie, but yeah, they've just made a bunch of pipe bombs instead of food. <laughs> and Kyle Reese has been walking around for 24 hours in filthy hobo uh, pants, poopy pants, poopy pants. and poopy uh, pants, <laughs> poopy pants, and um, <laughs> they start going at it, and it's to the Terminator. <laughs> theme song terminator sonata number one uh just on like a piano all like romantic style and they just are like constantly like rolling around to different positions and it's his first time ever having sex and it's with his friend's mom and i was like you know what dude like they're they're trying to make this like romantic and it's fine but like when you start putting together all the pieces of this it's pretty weird so my question to you guys is, is the Sarah and Kyle sex scene, when you think of the like surrounding perspective of it, is it even close to as weird as Ginger and Matt's sex scene? Or is there still just so strange that it... I it think it's weirder. Be? You think, I think Sarah's and Sarah's Kyle's and Kyle's is weirder. Yeah. Shanley? Mm, I... I feel like with the roommate, at least, like, it's weird, but I, I feel like her and her guy seem, like, familiar and comfortable. Like, I don't having, know. They're having fun. I don't know, they're dude. They're both weird people who are having fun in their weird way. It kind of felt like she was a prostitute to me. Whoa. Uh, this is my chance to Number one, she seems disinterested in him. She's, like, looking to the side, not at him. They don't kiss or anything. And she's, like, tuning it out. She's, like, I'm just going to lay here and let it happen to me. And that's also, that's also kind of the vibe of their phone sex call earlier in the movie, which we can get to now or later if you guys want. But um, it's not about her, so I don't mind talking about that to set the Go scene. Go ahead. Shanley, do you, can you try to encapsulate his phone call? Um, I don't remember specifically what he said, but he's being a gross creep. It was something along the lines of, I'm going to fucking kill you. 
you bitch. No, it wasn't. It was creepy. He said it in a creepy tone that was very murdery and rapey. It was a creepy tone. It was but like, the... I'm going to strangle you in the bushes. No, he didn't say anything okay, like that. I what think did, he was Shanley, like... am I far off? I honestly couldn't remember what he said. I think he was going to like, like take that? off her underwear with his teeth or something like that. Well, he ends it with that, but he says a bunch of weird, creepy stuff before that. It's definitely like aggressive and scary. Sounding. Is it? I don't remember. And his that. tone of voice isn't like sexy. It's like no, it's, it's like murdery. It was very creepy. I don't remember exactly what the he was saying. Yeah, I'm not. I asking remember you the about manner. That. I'm asking you if it was, it was murdery. Said. Matt's acting like I'm crazy for saying it was murdery. I don't remember if it was murdery, but it was definitely creep vibes. I I've remembered these things inaccurately before, but I don't remember him saying anything murdery. I don't know how you can draw a distinction between creep and murdery. I feel like those go together. No, content wise. Like you can't be a creep that, without being murdery. Like, that's what a creep is. A creep no, is rapey di- and murdery. No, it's there a different could be rapey lo- creep. Oh, I just said I rapey, rapey and murdery. Murdery is different. Use the example you use that I'm going to effing kill you. Well, that, that's the tone. <laughs> so tone, okay. maybe. I'm going to kill you with my penis. Is that better? Please, no. <laughs> well, so that me. way it's rapey instead of murdery. I, I do agree it was creepy. I don't know. I kind of got the sense that he was just kind of clowning around, even though he was into it. I think that he is a sugar daddy and he gets off on being like a creep. He has like a rapist fantasy and that he wants to be creepy and aggressive. And she's like, okay, I'm not into it, but I'll answer and I'll listen to your creepy phone calls and I'll kick my roommate out. You can come over here and you can make me listen to music while you do gross stuff on top of me and whatever. So do you think the music was kind of a choice? Like... To let him talk out whatever he needs to get through and just... She she doesn't have to listen to the weird things that he's I going think to yeah. say. I think so, dude. I think it's like just to survive her, her sanity with this creepy weirdo. Oh, that saddens me. Because I thought that they had a nice thing going on. I thought they were enjoying themselves together. Oh, boy. <laughs> what? Well, I feel like in that way, I feel like... She gives zero signs of being interested in any of this. I think she was making him food. That was I all think for that her. That was for her. That was all for she her. She brought one glass of okay, fine. Well let's just do this now. Does that there's three things that are distinct. Does anyone do you guys want to take one if you know one okay. and all yeah. round it out? Uh one thing. Celery with peanut butter. Yes, she has celery with peanut butter. Mm. Like a full stock, too. Yeah, Not like a little snack size. Like a full bar. It's a full like, bar. Yeah, a full <laughs> bar of celery with a... With like a, a heap. Yeah, heap hop. Uh, <laughs> it's like a, like a serving spoon's amount of peanut butter. Yeah, On the hefty. end of it. She didn't even spread it like down the it's celery. Like, yeah, it's like... It's got she, a handle. Yeah, she's, she's going to be done like, with that peanut butter... And still have it's probably like half fourteen down. inches of celery <laughs> left. <laughs> Shanley, do you remember anything else that she got? A tall glass of milk. Uh, that, that's the clue that she doesn't care about this guy. Okay, yeah. She got one single glass of milk. That's true. And then the third milk thing was a bad choice. The third thing that she made was a like cold sandwich on wheat bread. Yeah, she got like a she made like a full sandwich. So not only was she like okay, that creep just did his thing to me. Now I'm going to take like a 20-minute break to make all of this food. (laughs) But also, she makes one sandwich, one giant glass of milk, okay, and then I think there's two stalks of celery with peanut butter. 
So maybe she's got a peanut butter celery for him. But I'm pretty sure that's one sandwich for her, <laughs> one glass of milk for her, and at least one celery with peanut butter for her. And I don't think that it's cool to drink a glass of milk and eat a sandwich in the middle of like a sexy hangout. So I think all of the things that she went to go eat tells me this girl is not trying to impress this guy. She's not interested in like feeling sexy anymore. She's just like, okay, I did what I had to do. I'm eating a sandwich and I'm going to bed. I'm drinking this milk. <laughs> I, I disagree. I think she would. Yes, it's just one of everything. But I think she got that to share with him. And that way she can. The sandwich is cut in half. And then she can but carry I cut my it sandwiches in half. <laughs> to the bedroom in one trip. Can yeah. you imagine carrying two different plates and two different glasses? Oh, I definitely get it. Like, if me and you were sharing food, we would do that. But, like, I don't know, man. I don't think we would share one glass of milk. Yeah. That's a weird... It was a and also, and also beverage. No dude. one is like, oh, I'm having a sexy night with my boyfriend who I'm sexually interested in. We don't live together, so we have to make the most of our sexy night together. I'm going to go make a sandwich... And then have a glass of milk. Well, then, <laughs> and, that's, and that's why she waits till post coitus. Because you don't want to get freaky when you have milk breath. I don't you know. You can let that afterwards. I don't know. I feel like this is her being like, I need a lot of food and a lot of stuff that's going to put me to sleep to tune out this guy and just pass out. She's like, boy, is... life is so bad. I I could die right now. <laughs> This seemed this seemed like a meal. It's poetic that was saying, like, I want to make this guy understand that I'm not interested. That he's killing anywhere. my soul. He should leave. This is, this this is, is a polite like get out. She had like full romaine lettuce. Like she cut up chopped up lettuce for this. Sandwich. Yeah, no one takes that much time. <laughs> Her bread was packaged weird. Did you notice that? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> I just love that we're talking about the Terminator, and this is where we're at. Especially when we started the, the episode talking about long. food. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So her bread was packaged wrong. So bread comes in a bag, right, in a loaf, and it's sliced. Her bread came in like a thick wrapper, and the bread was side by side. There was like maybe four slices of bread. Two stacked up on top of each other, and then each of those stacks of two side by side in like a thick wrapper, sort of like um, the kind of wrapper that a like a, that a hot pocket would be in, like that sort of clear, crumply plastic wrapper. I'm imagining like craft. You know how they have like individually wrapped slices of cheese. Kind of like that. It's kind of like that, but but there was but like just, four slices of yeah. bread in it. Weird. Perfectly made so, for two sandwiches. But she only made one. Jimmy, you might be on to something. She I'm, threw away the other two slices. <laughs> um, to further make him feel unwelcome. Or maybe she brought them and she was like, here's your sandwich. It's just bread. What are you doing, Matt? I want to show you the bread. I don't think you need the sound on to show us bread. Well, that shows how much you know about bread. We're fighting a losing battle against Shanley's awakeness, and you're looking for a part of a movie. Well, this is going to wake her right up (laughs) to see the way this bread is packaged. (laughs) 
Oh, I forgot. Matt's wearing like bikini bottoms. Oh yeah, he's got like a speedo. It's like a stripey. Oh, I just saw it. This is gonna blow your mind, guys. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I told you, fool. Okay, Shaylee. Here you go. What? See? So, Isn't that weird? That that's like like that's not real. You don't buy that at a grocery store. That's like Seven Eleven bread or something. Yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. Or like in a vending machine bread. I kind of feel like she took a loaf of bread, put the bread slices into like gallon like freezer Ziploc bags, and then put those in the refrigerator. She's a psychopath if that's um, what she's doing. And I would normally say, what kind of weirdo puts bread in the refrigerator? But I live with one, so. You know, I guess I don't get to say that anymore. So sometimes I'll put bread in the refrigerator if I'm not certain I'll use it in the near future because I don't want it to get moldy. But I don't like a cold slice of bread. It's weird. I feel like I've just grown up being like, look, we have to finish the bread before it gets gross. And if we fail, then we fail. But (laughs) it just never occurred to me to put it in a freezer or a refrigerator. It's weird. Mm. I don't like it. I'm sorry. But it kind of upsets me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm picking up on that. Yeah. Everything does. <laughs> I'm an unhappy person. Yeah. But I love my wife and baby and dog and no one else. Is there anything else you guys want to popcorn? You guys want to go through your notes? Let me see. Um, I thought it was hilarious that the gun store... Uh, had signs all over the windows what did uh, it say? and sign and banners up that said store wide clearance sale. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing that happens at gun stores. <laughs> like, um, I I like that she was wearing the Jetson shirt and there and she was getting ready for her date. Right, that's cool. I thought that was a cool little thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I also like that comment that Ginger makes to her in the diner when she's like, look at it this way. In a hundred years, nobody's going to care. Was that Ginger? I think so. Yes, it was. Also, what was that about? Oh, no, about? no, it wasn't. It's not? It was at the diner. They it don't was... work together? No, it was some okay. other person. I was like trying to figure out, it was the person who said that to her. Was that the kid's mom? No. Uh, she No, she was another server yeah. at the diner. That was such a weird thing to say. And uh, I don't know. It's because that other server knows that they're in a movie about the future. Mm. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that the the iguana that Sarah Connor had is named Pugsley. Pugsley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that a real name? I thought that was just the, the, the brother from Adam's family. I have no idea. I wasn't sure if that was like a reference or if that was um, oh. actually a thing. I'll, I'll look in baby names real quick. Looks like Pugsley is, is a last name. Dr. Jeffrey Pugsley, MD, has a practice out here in Seattle. Mm. So that's good. Uh, I I just, this is like more so like a personal thing, but the movie opens with a with the slight script giving you some context for the future 
And whenever that happens in movies, I'm always insecure that I'm not going to finish reading before they take it away. Yeah. And so, like, I read it really fast and, like, I with absolutely zero comprehension just to get to the end of it. And then it stays, <laughs> it stays on the screen for another, you know, three or four seconds. And, and then, it, you know, it just teaches me something about myself. I need to believe in myself a little bit more. Because when people meet me, they're always like, Matt, you don't have enough self-confidence. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know if this makes me a bad person, but in the future, uh, when the Terminator's attacking the um, the like underground the Hummel where all the yeah, people the, are, yeah, yeah, there's like guard dogs that are barking at him, and he's like pulls out a gun and starts shooting at everyone, and these two like German shepherds they keep like cutting to the guy and the German shepherds are barking at him, and I was like, dude, like this has been going on for a while. I think they're about to take him out, like. The dogs are going to survive. I didn't expect that, but that's pretty cool. And then, like, right before they take him out, he kills the dogs. And I was like, damn it! That's one thing we know about the future, dystopian future, is people are going to be killing dogs senselessly. Yeah. And I was like, I might be a bad person because I didn't care that he's shooting all of these people. <laughs> but, the dog- but when he shot the dogs, I was like, oh, these robot sons of bitches have to go down. <laughs> They have to be stopped. Was that just me? Were either of you particularly hurt by him killing the dogs? I didn't see him kill the dogs. You didn't even notice? Matt didn't I, notice. I was shutting down while watching this movie. We started watching it like, what? Past midnight. Past midnight. And I wasn't exactly falling asleep. It's just like my body was like powering off. And so there, there were some points that I missed. So I think... I remember the part you're talking about, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. But I think I was still kind of hung up. So right before Humble up, the craziness started happening down there. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the sex scene. So <laughs> Michael Bean's walking through, um, and he has when he points the gun at the kid. Yeah. <laughs> so a Sorry, kid, tell, line it up. He has. He's holding his gun. A kid like kind of like points at him and shoots like a pew pew kind of thing and so then in return he points his gun at the kid so jokingly like oh i'm shooting you back with the gun like a fake yeah that's no good and it's like i'm pretty sure gun safety is like you never point your gun at another person i don't know if they're really emphasizing gun safety when most of humanity is dead i know but still it just like for the rest of that scene, with the, you know, there was actually a fight scene. I couldn't really focus on it. I still kept thinking, like, man, that was kind of messed up. Hmm. Maybe that kid's an asshole. <laughs> Maybe that kid and Kyle Reese have like a blood feud. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a Leslie Nope and a Nick Pakaitis. Yeah, Pakaitis. <laughs> the the kid wasn't the kid wasn't being playful with Kyle Reese. It was a threat. The yeah. kid was like, "You fucking dead bitch." <laughs> and he's being a good guy by not shooting the kid dishonorably. He's like doing like, uh, I got you back, bro. He's telling, he's like, next time you do that, I'm going to pull my gun on you. Just watch. I, this was the I next want time. to see this <laughs> spinoff movie. <laughs> Reese and the Kid? Yep. <laughs> the Adventures of Reese and the Kid. Um, okay, another popcorn I got here. Um, I wanted to talk about the cops a little bit. There's some good cop characters. Are there? I think so. They're compelling. I like them. Okay. I thought that the the chief or whatever uh-huh. um, with the glasses and like the silly suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
he was hilarious. He seemed like kind of slovenly and like unaware and like just kind of like, uh, like what? He was and always kind of slow. He just disaffected entirely. That yeah. this, sure he doesn't know that these murders are connected in any sort of way. He's like, yeah, show me pictures of dead bodies. So what? Yeah, it's like this is a this is a person, and this is another person. Yeah, yeah. Hey, then he's got a weird smoking habit mm-hmm. where he has somebody for a cigarette doesn't realize he has a cigarette in his other hand. <laughs> I've I've had a similar thing with like food though. Yeah, your kids got that from you. <laughs> yeah, they did. Okay, pass me another masubi. You're eating one right now. It was it. Is it in uh, Step Brothers where he tells? his mom to like cook for cook for him and the dad's the like dad's look at your hand and he's holding a bag full of Doritos <laughs> yeah. is that stepbrothers uh, yes it is <laughs> that's hilarious yeah that's what this is so the cops were crazy in this when they first start chasing Kyle Reese they are like we're gonna do anything we can to catch this guy who maybe stole pants from a homeless man. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the only thing they know. They're like, we don't know what this guy did. And I get them pursuing someone, but he puts on a good run and they get a lot of cops back involved they, in this. Yeah. They go they, into they the department, go into a department store. store. Yeah. They're chasing them all around the building. Like they have guns out and they're just like fully ready to go with this guy. Comparing that with their lack of awareness when they catch Kyle and Sarah and the Terminator in like that tunnel or whatever, the Hummel when in, yes, uh, when they crash in the Hummel <laughs> and they like run up on Kyle and Sarah and they're like, get out of the car or whatever. And then they go to the Terminators. Is, was that a stolen police car? Or was a he in a different car? car yeah. yeah. So they go to his stolen police car and the cops were there. There's not a lot of other places he could go, but he's like, got out of the car and left without them noticing. There's a ton of cops there. So I'm like, okay, you guys were really observant chasing down Kyle Reese. This isn't your best group. That's on like the night shift now that's following the Terminator. And then when they are escaping from the police station, when the Terminator shows up there and kills everybody and it's like killing everyone, all the cops are like, we got to get out of here. Like, let's run. Like, let's, we like, like I think some will say like F this and like, they're just like, they're all in a panic and some of them are definitely fighting, but like the level of commitment to their job and like attentiveness varies wildly throughout these different scenes. Mm. Um, and even one of the cops that runs out to confront the Terminator comes out with like a, maybe, maybe like an M16 or something like a, like a full auto rifle right? and right. has it like at his hip and he's like, ah, and like rapid firing from the hip. Tony Montana just, style. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you're a cop. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's ridiculous that you would, this guy's killing everyone and you're going to just wild shoot from the hip like that. That's so ridiculous. So, and also they're leaving their cruisers unlocked all of the time. <laughs> yes. Kyle Reese just easily opens the cop door and steals the shotgun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And then, I mean, I assume that he steals a cop car when they escape from there. It's not like an actual cop car, but it's a it's a, cop's a police car. officer's yeah. car, probably. But yeah, they're an interesting bunch of police officers here. They do give up uh, looking for Sarah and Kyle in that parking lot pretty easily. They're like, oh, I guess they're not here. Like, yeah. no, they're there. <laughs> they're, they're somewhere. You saw them go up to like a, a third floor of a parking lot. They're not going anywhere else. They're yeah. there somewhere. <laughs> 
It's a great point. Um, what happens in that crime scene at the end of the movie? Like, what happens I've there? I've been wondering that. It's like, because the cops take her away on a stretcher. They put Kyle Reese in a body bag. Put him in a body bag. And then what happens about the Terminator? Or what, like, what do they hear happened at that facility? So I really need to rewatch Terminator 2 because it's been a while. And it's definitely, I've never watched them, like, back to back. Okay. So I really want to because I want to see how many, like, connections there are the 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 criminal psychiatrist or whatever psychologist yeah silverman um he's in the second one heavily right like he's yeah. kind of a antagonist yeah for sarah mm-hmm. in the like institution she's in yeah um so i want to see that and then i know they have the terminator hand the hand at skynet right yes and so, and the cpu so I really want to know how they are both like saying that she's crazy and also knowing that there's evidence that this really happened because there's some form of cover up, I'm sure. Yeah. Um and then yeah, they like they have Kyle's body and I feel like they can tell that like we have no idea who this guy is. There's no records of him. Yeah. There's no fingerprints, there's no like any way to identify who I he thought is. about that for a second, but I, you know, that might not be that uncommon, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Know? But I mean, it's, but there, there is there's a enough crushed there to where terminator people... and they're going to, there is a, a woman who is alive. They're going to ask her what happened and she's going to tell that story. And not only that, but like there's so many levels to this. So, so on paper here, we have a bunch of Sarah Connor's, getting killed and this girl being attacked. Right. Then we have her family and her roommate being dead. We have her testimony to the police and Kyle's testimony on camera when they go into the police station, which is maybe gone because I don't know if they have any backups or if it survived the burning of the police station. So that's actually probably not there. Um, because when the Terminator comes and burns down the police station and kills everyone, those records could be lost, depending on how much was left when the fire department got there. Um, but that had to be on the... Like, that was on the news. A lot of it was. So I feel like between that and then the final crime scene investigation that must have happened at some point, I feel like it's there's there's no way that no one out there is, like, believing her, you know? Right. There's so many documentaries and shows and stuff about cases from like the seventies and the eighties that are like still being it's in like dug through cold cases. I feel like she has to be one. Like there's no way that they do a complete cover up, right? Yeah. There is a line in the second one where Miles Dyson uh is talking the vacuum guy. <laughs> He's talking to a real Doug Reamer type in his in his laboratory, and the guy's like, you know, I've been wondering where did we get it, and Miles Dyson they they're talking about the the hand, and Miles Dyson says, you know, I asked them the same thing when I first got here. You know what they told me? What? They told me don't ask. So th- th- there's like, but there are some people who must know, but I I guess they're just letting Sarah take the heat for it. That's messed up. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, this 
severed Terminator hand brings up a traumatic experience for me. Can I briefly share that? I know we're yes, running the... Yes, but does it involve one of those like hand control <laughs> toys? I definitely had one of those. It actually doesn't. Oh, man. So um, I was watching Judgment Day far too young. I was younger than eight years old because it was in... I, I remember the house I was in when I made it. When you made it? I made out of connects while I was watching the movie uh, a hand. And um, the first one I made was really, really rudimentary. It only had like three fingers and they were all like fanned out. It looked like a claw. But as as I got really excited for every new mark of it that I'd made, they got even more elaborate. Eventually it... Yeah, eventually had five <laughs> fingers, each of them with not three for you doing phalanges. that, for you calling it a mark after Iron Man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, I mean all of this is nerdy. Uh, so the final version that I got to uh, actually like had a a long tendon rod uh, that, and if you pulled on it, a it actually on that rod. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> if you pulled on the tendon, like the. Uh, the hand would bend at the wrist. It was really sick. Did you and scratch yourself with it? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I, I just carried it around. Like I would watch the scene of the movie and then like, like reenact it while carrying my life-size connects replica of this hand. And um, all throughout me building this, my older brother Mitchell, he was like had like a side eye about him while I was making this that. I, and uh, so I made this final version that I'm really proud of. It's It even moves, right? And so uh, my brother Mitchell goes, hey, can I see that? And I was like, yeah. And he just smashes it. <laughs> and I remember, like, oh, I can feel it now, the heartbreak of it. <laughs> and I was like, why did you do that? And he's like, oh, it was an accident. And I'm like, it, it wasn't. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, don't worry. You can make it again. And I'm like, no, I I can't. Like wow. I've been working on this for hours. Like, and so when I see this movie or Terminator Two, I just remember uh, the trauma. That's great. Yeah, that's what it's like being a younger sibling. Well, just so you know, um, I mostly grew up as like an only child until I was maybe eight or nine. Okay. No, I was seven when I had stepbrothers. Um, no, I might have been younger than that. I'm going to say seven. We'll just end it there. Um, but so for like a lot of my early years, I was an only child and I just did that to myself a lot. You would break your own things. Yeah. You get bored. My dad <laughs> didn't want to play with me or like okay. engage. He's just like, go away, entertain yourself. And so I destroyed a lot of things. Then I was like, damn it. Now I can't play with that anymore. <laughs> but it's just, you. I mean, you've seen how your son is. How many things did that he really likes? Does he get close to or actually break? And then it's just like. <laughs> that sucks. I wish I didn't do that. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah, uh, today he had me change the batteries on two lightsabers, <laughs> and one of uh, the a recent one that he'd gotten, the one that he got in Disneyland, it does if like malfunctions now, and I'm like, eh, it's because you hit things really hard with it. That's not really what it's for. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but the, you know, this one still works, and this, you know, the, even the broken one, it still works, and so. He's playing with the uh, Luke one, the one that isn't broken. And sure enough, he's hitting things just as hard, like completely super hard. Yeah. Like out here, I was like, <laughs> wow. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah. So you, you make a good point. But I think that that's better. <clears throat> it's sure. better to like not have self-control and break your own things than to have uh, predatorial <laughs> older sibling that just wants to ruin your fun out of 
spite and jealousy. Perhaps. Um, one other thing with the cops before we move on too much. Uh, do you remember? So their explanation for how they believe that there's another guy who attacked them. But she's like, how could the guy, if he's done a robot, like how did he punch through the windshield of the car? Yeah, like, they thought he was on crazy. PCP. Or they like, proposed oh, that he's like, on yeah, he's like, he's probably on PCP. That kind of stuff happens all the time. And while like that's like supposed to be like not the truth of what happened, in my experience, most cops do have like crazy PCP stories. Every cop I've met has a crazy PCP yeah. story. Yeah, so when yeah. I was a kid, I got in trouble in school, and um, part of the punishment was that I had to meet with a police officer somewhat regularly for like the rest of the school year it's <laughs> hilarious um, i didn't know it was know that. once a week uh for the rest of the school year on wednesdays i had to have lunch with a cop was this in high school or in middle high? school oh, okay yeah and he was like this is dumb that i have to do this i was i got caught smoking weed at school <laughs> and he's like it's dumb that i have to do this but i'm here so whatever and he would just like talk to me about stuff and he was like yeah like here's some crazy stories about guys that were on PCP that thought they were ninjas and found a sword somewhere and were like jumping out of trees and then told me about a guy who thought he was like a werewolf or something or like was just acting crazy and howling and stuff. And when the cops pulled up, he's like sprinted across the street at them and they were like firing at him. And he like ran fully across like a four lane street in San Francisco and jumped onto the top of their car, like full, like feet planted onto the roof of their car that they're like behind and then collapsed on top of their car. And they thought they had like been missing while they were like firing like 10 oh or 15 gosh. shots at him. And That's they like terrible. all of them hit him, but he still just like powered through and like sprinted and j- had enough energy to jump on top and like land on top of their car. Um, and he's like, yeah, PCP is fucking crazy thing. Yeah. So I don't hear any happy stories about PCP. <laughs> they do I. Why do people do it? <laughs> I don't know. What What is the fun side of PCP? Is the movie Dead Presidents all about them selling PCP? Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People shouldn't do that. Hey, our listeners, don't do PCP. Or if you do, write in and tell us what the fun side is. <laughs> Because the side where you punch through a car windshield and get shot by the police doesn't sound that great. It doesn't. No. So what, yeah. what's the, what's, what makes it worth it? Let us know at the Weekly Watch Wheel on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that, that did sound to me more plausible than the body armor thing. Yeah. Like, look at this flap jacket. Our guys wear this all the time. I thought he was giving that to her. So did to, I. To, like, protect her, and he's just like... Yes, yeah, so this is, you don't you're you're worried about nothing. This guy's just wearing one of these things. Anyways. Yeah, like throwing it aside. Good luck. I yeah. And I also thought that like he would then maybe have the foresight be like, you know what? While I have this out, why don't you go ahead and wear this? <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything else? Um I feel like I did, but I've forgotten. So I think I think this is a good time to move on. One other thing I got is uh, is very brief. Oh, I got another. Thing. I got. I, I do have like three more things, okay. but they're all very quick. All right. Um, so one, they're fleeing the motel. Arnold Schwarzenegger gets on his motorcycle to chase after Kyle and Sarah, and he is like facing their drive off behind him, like the opposite direction of where his motorcycle's facing. He plants his left foot on the ground. 
like gases into it and like so it's does like a peel out yeah. 180 thing with his foot planted. I'm sure there's an actual name for that maneuver, but damn, that is like automatically just like the coolest shot in the movie. I'm just like, ooh, Very I think cool. that was a real thing that just like someone, some stunt motorcyclist went and like popped that around. And that's so cool. I, there, you could do such cool things in motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I could never drive one because I would die. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like even so trying cool. to do that, I would like tear my ACL. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you plant your foot on the ground that confidently with enough weight to like help to spin the motorcycle around it and not be like, Oh, I'm going to like turning and accelerating a machine. My, my, I would my, over my own can't toe. handle the pressure of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was crazy, but it's so cool. It's like, wow. I, I almost wanted to like stand up and applaud. That's the thing about these eighties action movies. Like these stunts are incredible and uh-huh. they're, they're all real cause they had no other way to do it. Yeah. You know, and it's great. Um, so I love that. And then I, I guess the last popcorn that I'll do, cause we're trying to wrap it up here is, um, at the end of the like final chase scene before they're in the machine, like metal factory, uh, when the Terminator takes the like eighteen wheeler, um, that's like a gas truck or whatever. Yeah, he gets hit by the gas truck, walks over to the door. The guy stops, kills the truck driver, and there's like a kind of couple inside. Well, so no, there's is there? There's just the one guy. Oh, so there's the truck driver. And then there's like a dude. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay. So he kills the, the oh, truck kills driver the, outside. Okay. Then he gets back into the truck. And I they don't even go that far with it. But I'm pretty, like, I'm like Matt Abad level of confidence that this guy was a lot lizard. And I said that, and you didn't know what I was talking no. about. Do you still not remember what that is? I remember now because you shared it with me. That's Do you remember like... it from Always Sunny? No. That's what I know that from. Okay. So there's a truck driver in that where they're like hitchhiking to get to some like uh, casino night that they were supposed to go to. And the truck driver is like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. Married and he's a Christian, but he's like, back in the day, ooh, I would have let you guys come into the motel with me and do whatever you want. And he's like, you know what? Let's do it. (laughs) You guys are some nice boys. Let's just do it. (laughs) it." Um, There's a couple nice lot lizards like you sitting out here. You'll get picked up real quick. So, so I just so that's, I was cracking that's what up. you think is happening. I here. think that that guy was a male prostitute. That you've was been servicing. you've definitely been the one on odd theories this episode. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the I'm the Matt of this episode mm. for sure. But I think it's legit. He seemed pretty male prostitute-y to me. Not you didn't get any of that. No, you think he's just some dude in the passenger I both, seat. I thought they both worked for the trucking company. No, the truck driver looks like a truck driver, and this guy looks like he is not. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe. All right. Cool. <laughs> on that. Well, let's end on that note. Yeah. The landing point of this 100% movie on Rotten Tomatoes is cheaper. Is 100%. That's wild. You know, watching this time around, I think I kind of got it. I like. I I do get it. There. There. I think 100 is still generous. Well, so the thing is, is if, if I understand correctly, Rotten Tomatoes, the percentage is not. It's not like 
people think it's this good. It's what I people are ranking it a one hundred percent. If I understand correctly, is it's you, like good or bad, good or and bad, the, and one hundred percent of the critics said that this is good. I still feel like that's pretty wild. Really, I think I think a hundred percent of critics think this is a great movie. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I I would be surprised anyone who thinks this is bad. It's not a bad movie. I mean, I would be surprised at anyone who thinks that Billy Madison's a bad movie. <laughs> but I'm sure they're out there. I love Billy Madison. Uh, I, I think, think it's that, a bad movie. <laughs> I think that this is better than Billy... Or sorry, I think Billy Madison is better than The Terminator. Oh, okay. They they do have some overlap. They're very similar movies. Similar yes. tones. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. Can we rank it? I can't. Holy shit, she's awake. Um, go first. <laughs> Was that I'll go first or um go first? Um go first. I still don't know which one she said. <laughs> Matt, just go. Okay. Uh, so we've watched seven movies now. That's Woo! pretty cool. We're, That's we're the making... magic number. Not yeah. from School of Rock, but in life. It is. Biblically, seven is the number of completeness. So we're done. We're done. Great, (laughs) y'all. This is number two for me. It's uh, Varsity Blues is number one, and I would watch this over Small Soldiers. I mean, they're the same universe, so I don't know. Like, it kind of feels weird. Yeah, you should watch. We got to watch Terminator two, and then Small Soldiers. Yeah, you have to watch them in sequence, and it's sort of uh, how crazy would it be Star Wars movie if. Joe was in Judgment Day too. <laughs> He's the Bruce Campbell of <laughs> the Terminator universe. Um, yeah, I uh, I've really turned around on this movie, like a like a Terminator riding a motorcycle in the wrong direction. I've just really flipped it around. I take back a lot of the the stuff I was saying about it in the selection episode that this that they didn't get it right until Judgment Day. This this is a really good movie and I and I really enjoyed it. I think it could be a little bit shorter, but I would watch it above um above Small Soldiers cuz I think there's more genuinely good things about this and although Small Soldiers is an enjoyable movie to me for nostalgic reasons, this movie I think is genuinely quality. Uh but I still would rather watch Varsity Blues over this. I think Varsity Blues is probably longer, but it's it's funny and I love it. Yeah. So that's that. Those be my rankings. I'm go second. Shanley. I am struggling on where to place this. Um, I feel like it's a fun, quick movie to watch. Like I feel like it kind of breezes by. And so, I kind of want to say it goes above other movies because of that. Right. Um, but also, I feel like, like I'm looking. Specifically between, like, I'm looking at The Rock. That movie did kind of drag on a little bit, but there's more characters to sink your teeth into. There's more, like, Is Michael Bean in that also? I don't think so. But yes, I feel, he is. I is thought he, he, isn't he in the, the, the group of, like, uh, Marines who yes. get killed? He's yeah. in the movie. I don't remember who he is, but he's in it. Crazy. That makes sense for him to be there. Um, okay. So I don't know. I feel like I kind of want to say I put The Rock over The Terminator. Mm-mm. The Rock better than The Terminator. 
I think so. I think there's more. Well, wait. That doesn't tell me much other than those two. Where's the the rock on your list? The rock is number four. Okay, so you're so thinking the, the Terminator. Terminator's number five now? I, I don't know. I feel like that seems the best like movie to put next to. But, like, it is easy to watch in the way that it's short and it kind of flies by. Um, I, I do want to move it up to number three. I think Varsity Blues is maybe a little more fun to watch. Right. Um, yeah, I'll probably put it. I'll put it there. Okay, so so now that we've gotten that out of the way, can you read the full list? Yes. So I have number one, Small Soldiers, <laughs> two, Varsity Blues, three, The Terminator. Okay. What's your worst movie? Um, Season of the Witch. Get and what's number six? Six weird way, weird way to. Well, because I expected a different thing, and it's not there. Vampire Academy. Okay, I guess we have very different lists. I think all of us, and that's fascinating. I think Shanley's and mine are mine are pretty close to. It's usually pretty close. Go go shot for shot real quick. Uh, Number one for me is Varsity Blues. Small Soldiers. Okay, number two. Number two for me is The Terminator. Varsity Blues. Number three for me is Small Soldiers. The Terminator. So you guys have Num- the same top three, just shuffled yeah. around. Okay. Number four for me is Three Ninjas. Yep. Number five for me is The Rock. Yep. Number six is Vampire Academy. Yep. Number seven is Season of the Witch. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yours? I don't know how I'm friends with you guys. Um, because you know what <clears throat> you like. Half Filipinos with a similar taste in movie rankings. And eating things. You guys like eating things. Oh, I yeah, like I do. eating things. Dude, okay. you should eat some things. Oh, uh, real quick. We did end up eating lasagna that night. <laughs> our, our listeners are probably curious. They've been dying to know. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Late night lasagna. <laughs> yes. It's our third, it's our food, third name. food nickname. <laughs> Late night lasagna. Afternoon pancake. Afternoon pancake. And second sandwich. Second sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm just going to read my list from the bottom to the top. Worst Shoot. movie by far, Vampire Academy. And I don't get how you guys are pretending that that's better than Season of the Witch. The movie's not better than anything. And I know it's not just better, it's what would you want to watch. I never want to see that thing again. <laughs> I hate that that exists. I never want to see it again. I stopped listening it's to terrible. the book. You stopped listening to the book? Yeah. Because you're going to read it instead? Yeah, because I got it tattooed <laughs> You need on my to hear heart. it in your own voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vampire Academy is the worst, then The Rock, then Season of the Witch, then Small Soldiers at number four, then Three Ninjas at number three, then Varsity Blues at number two, and The Terminator at number one. Number one. Cool. This is the movie I would most like to watch on movie night. It's Very good. fun. Yeah. I, I think that for me, it's just like, which one... They go in order of, like, how many times during this watch am I going to be like, all right, where's my phone? Like, I want to look at yeah. something else. That's kind of what I'm basing this list on. No, you're right. I was I was in. I was fully engaged in this movie. Yeah. And um, we didn't have any real-time checks except for the fact that I was so tired. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't care how long the movie had left other than I just wanted to get to bed. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I hear that. I I think it's fair to put it at number one. 
Good job. Good choice. Good job, Shanley's mom, for choosing. Yes. It's probably uh, one of the, definitely among one of the best movies we've watched on this show. I'm going to take these goggles off now. Now that we're done with the Terminator, I don't need these anymore. (laughs) Yeah. These have served their purpose. Mm -hmm. Do you have a sock for them? It's not a sock. It's a... Yeah, like a bag. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Lovely. Do you guys know what time it is? It's been It's the worst time of the week. No, it ain't. Well, it's not my spin. Is it Shanley's spin? Nope. Then it's the worst time of the week. Why does it always why is it cutting off like that now? I don't know, but let's not wake up the baby. Oh, I forgot that. He's done a great job here. So yeah, so far. Now you don't get to wake <laughs> him up and then go to bed. <laughs> Okay, it'd be my turn to spin. I feel like these last two off weeks for me have gone by really quickly. Probably because you guys have chosen. Now, I was going to say good movies, but Shanley, you didn't do that. You didn't choose a good movie. Choose <laughs> <laughs> a great movie. No. It's terrible. We need to make a, a real wheel. A wheel reel? No. <laughs> a real wheel. That was a weak spin. We didn't even talk about this Wheel Smith this week. <laughs> That's a good point. You don't look excited. I'm not. This is the day where freedom dies. Uh-oh. Jimmy, I'm going to let you see. And I'm going to let you decide if we should keep this one on it. oh damn it strictly shanley it's strictly (laughs) shanley yay so that means damn it that means that shanley gets to nominate movies yeah and then you pick from them yes isn't it the worst getting one where you don't get to pick nominees (laughs) yeah i had just said that shanley didn't pick a good movie too so shanley I haven't liked one of your movies in a real long time. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. And don't let that influence you. I don't know if no, you're you capable just of it. your heart. But you need to pick movies that you love. That I yeah, love. Follow, follow your okay. own heart. So that is, okay. that is the truth of this, though. That you can't pick movies that like you're interested in seeing. Right? No, you can. She can pick movies that she hasn't seen. That's what happened that's with Brokeback Mountain. Got, yeah. And that's why I put Munchie on my... <laughs> Once you strikes back, it's just like it's, it's movies that you're you have, you're you have to watch. The heart of this podcast is movie night. So this is in the event of your gathering with your friends for your movie night, you have full reigns, so you can do with it whatever you please, Shanley. Wow. Okay, so there's no no restrictions other than that you're coming up with nominees, and Matt has to choose from them. Okay. Do you already have ideas? I do. Oh, I thought that was going to be the case. <laughs> I hate it that she's like so like mischievous with it, you know? Like I, I could hear in that I do. And, and it wasn't her, just like it was like her afterwards. It wasn't it was, just like an answer like, "Yeah, I do." It was like, "Oh, I do." And you'll like, see. It's threatening. You'll all see. <laughs> <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> this is your chance. You'll pay. I, I'm excited. I'm I'd be excited too. Like... You get to double up this rotation. Oh right! You're yeah, going back to week. back weeks. Yeah. 
I hope she gets one of our Strictly's next week. Yeah. I kind of hope so, because as excited as I am to pick a movie that like I'll be done Dude. to watch, I don't want to do the work right now. And also... You don't really have to do the work, though. You just pick for any strictly. five movies. Yeah. You don't need to oh, think... Oh, are you talking about during your on your spin? That's next week. That's, that's a lifetime for Yeah, now. but I feel like I also like having a pointed a direction to go into, you know? Mm. You should just pick, like, a random disc from your Monk collection. <laughs> We're going to watch uh, Season 2, Episode, episode eight 9. Through five, or 8 through 5. 5 through 8 <laughs> of Monk. Or 8 through 5 if you want to. We can watch sure. it in reverse order. Oh. Congratulations, Shanley. We're all real happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're holding it. Yeah, I guess and so. Okay. <laughs> well, do you want to share any, not like for sure contenders, but anything that you might consider? Anything, any, any categories, any directions that you've been wanting to go in with your movie watching? I feel like there's a few movies that we've been dancing around. Um, you brought up a few times. Things like jujitsu. Possibly more jiu-jitsu. like things like Con Air, but you don't have to confirm or deny that. You don't have to. I confirm. think Con Air is definitely on there. It comes to mind. Con Air is definitely on there. Um, I'm not. If I don't want to get too many away. Lawn chair. Lawn chair is good. I would definitely lawn chair. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. I'm Empire considering Academy mixing has domp hairs. <laughs> movies that I have seen before and then just movies I'm interested in watching. Yeah. But um yeah, I'm excited. What I would ask is give me more than the Shanley method of nominees and then I'll whittle it down to five. You think Shanley picks good movies au contraire? <laughs> that's good I should raps I'm sorry I'm distracted because of the Sean stare (laughs) question am I allowed to pick a movie that we've seen before (laughs) sorry my shirt ain't quite covering my paunch there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go ahead what were you saying <laughs> am i allowed to pick a movie you've seen before you're of allowed course, to pick yeah, anything you, have, you want you have full reign of it okay i'm scared i don't even want okay matt I'm we gotta scared. guess what <laughs> we gotta guess what movie she's thinking about that we've already seen i think she might be interested in throwing ghost rider on there i wish the Crudes. Uh, we haven't seen that. She's seen it. Though. I think she meant like movies that I, we've seen for the show already. Is yes. that what you mean? Really? Yeah, that's what she was asking. I'm just curious what my parameters are. Uh, you can do anything that you want to. That's why I was saying of movies we've already watched for the show, what do you think she would throw into consideration? Brokeback Mountain again. We didn't record that episode. I mean, we did, but we didn't use it. I could see her going like triangle or time trap again. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Damn it. I was Tra- thinking... Time Trap Revisited. No. I'm going to be annoyed when she picks one that's another one of Ariel's recommendations that we didn't watch. Just to dive deeper into that mess. Yeah, or... Uh... Remember that time when Shanley found the, uh, that like shark massacre thing or whatever? Oh, yeah. Do you remember what that was called? It's like Sharkansaw or something like that. It's like, Welcome to Sharkansaw. Uh, it was like Sharkansaw Woman's Prison or something like that. Massacre. Cheerleader yeah. Bikini or something like that. Something Ooh, like that. all male, all nude. We should watch that. Ooh. That's not strictly Shanley, though. Not strictly Jimmy. That's all of us. Man. You know, it's messed up that you've both gotten strictly use. And uh Shanley got strictly Shanley. Right? I have. And then Shanley got strictly or you got strictly Shanley. And I got strictly Matt. No one's gotten strictly Jimmy. Yeah, you've it's never come up on the wheel. It's the best category, you might, dude. It's you might the best one. Be suspicious that maybe somebody removed it from the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I don't want to get it. I want to watch one of you guys try to choose from the 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 chaos that I will rot. Mm. All right. Well, cool. Man. Are you sad? I am. I feel left out. You're not left out. You're always in the center of our hearts. All right, this is a good time to go. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us. We will catch everyone next week on Movie Night right here on the Weekly Watch Wheel where we'll watch, watch a Strictly, strictly Shanley, Shanley movie. movie. I loved the synth opening. Yeah. Like the synth opening and those like terrible MIDI drums that like sound like a garbage can being banged on. Hot dog, what an episode. I laughed, I cried, I made a sizable anonymous donation to a nonprofit supporting underprivileged youth. It's episodes like this and listeners like you that make this podcast special. So if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous ones, please let us know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening, and maybe reach out to us via email at weeklywatchwheel at gmail.com or via Instagram at the Weekly Watch Wheel. We hope to hear from you, and we'll see you next time. It's the Weekly Watch Wheel.